We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it. You and I saw with our own eyes and spread a web of lies, and the whole world saw with our own eyes. This was a fraudulent election. Lies, 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 fake news. You and I saw with our own eyes. Lies, 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 fake news. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. But they fail. And this day, remember, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens. They fail. Reaching the Capitol, American flags on poles being used as weapons. We're going to have somebody in there that should not be in there, and our country will be destroyed. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. They fail. He can't accept he lost. He lost. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. You and I saw with our own eyes. Spread a web of lies. And the whole world saw with our own eyes. This was a fraudulent election. Lies, 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 fake news. You and I saw with our own eyes. Lies, 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 fake news. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. He can't accept he lost. It was a landslide election. Come on, man. When you catch somebody in the fraud, you're allowed to go by very different rules. Is that what you thought? It's wrong. It's undemocratic. Frankly, it's un-American. Just in a nutshell, so stupid. So stupid, these people. Think about it. This wasn't a good course. This was an armed insurrection. You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to be strong. They failed. He can't accept he lost. He lost, literally erecting gallows to hang the vice president of the United States. You and I saw with our own eyes, spread a web of lies, and the whole world saw with our own eyes. This was a fraudulent election. Lies, 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 fake news. You and I saw with our own eyes. Lies, 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 fake news. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. All right, it's What? What? What is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, Java, what's up? It's Mr. C. How y'all doing? Casper, Wyoming, <laughs> motherfuckers. Oh, the ghosts are out of the machine, bitches. <laughs> All right. What is up? No oh, echo man. in the hizzy. No echo in this hizzy, yo. <laughs> it's not that it's a canyon or anything down below. Uh, Anyways, what is up, guys? Java, how are you doing today? Dude. I'm doing fantastic. I am glad you're doing fantastic. I was concerned about, uh, <laughs> I was concerned about like what he was going to talk about at this mm-hmm. thing because there's such a variety of major topics going Dude, on. And I was like, I was like, is he going to hit the top 10 faves? Or is he going to delve into some new stuff? Like hitting them B-sides, right? That suddenly got popular? <laughs> right. After three years. But so I was thinking about this really hard during this speech. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's the you know, the speech writers, they're doing this. They're doing a great job because it's kind of like uh, um, the way a DJ works. You throw in, you have like an array of key points you want to hit at a, a lot of rallies because not everybody does what we all do and watches every single one. Right. Some people hit it up when it's in their state. And 
Or maybe they have nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> oh, there's a rally. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they check it out. But so you, when you're doing key points and traveling around discussing those points around the country, like a lot, even like stand-up comedians do this, or bands on a tour. <laughs> exactly. You got your great you, classics, right? You like got your classics, your key points. <laughs> Because, like, say you've never seen, I don't know, the the Eagles. Say you've never watched the Eagles mm-hmm. play live, but you've listened to their music forever or whatever. When you go to their show, you expect them to hit some of the key faves, like Hotel California and all that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with this. You hit some points, like the weightlifting gag, Mm-hmm. At, at all the stops because it's a hit but then you throw in points that are relative to the location that you're at mm-hmm. and lift up the area but mm-hmm. then and then hit on some key points of some current events but yeah. then yeah. but then go back to some of the hits yeah because you want to make sure that people remember those hits right even though 20 years down the line, most artists are like, I'm tired of playing that song. <laughs> but you know what? So exactly. there's everyone that follows every rally. You know, just kidding. It's like, you know, it's a, that's a really good analogy, Java. That's why I say, like, if you were following your favorite band on tour, would you be complaining that they had the same set list, but they change it up a little bit every now and then? I mean, if you love that song, you really want them to play that song the first time you see them live. You know? Yeah, for real. Plus I'm play... Down, <laughs> Plus play the songs from the new album or so to speak. So I don't the, care about that shit. No, just kidding. <laughs> so in the rallies, you want you want to hit because he had to touch upon a lot of certain really potent current events, like the thing that happened here in Texas. Mm-hmm. When you do that, he knows he's being filmed as well. And you can't uh really extrapolate on a topic like that specifically and mm-hmm. he did the same thing with this the pandemic and all that like you can't really like hit the salient points that like a lot of people already know mm-hmm. you can't touch upon that if you're being echoed to the main populace you there's a thing about dropping truth but then also making it cohesive for Everyone who's um, not paying attention all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a good point, right? Like, that's why, uh, I, you know, interesting just seeing some um, recent memes that are like, okay, when you're talking to your family at Thanksgiving, just don't mention adrenochrome. <laughs> Let them <laughs> ask you about it, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> something like that, right? Maybe not as dramatic, exactly. right? but something like that, you know? Like, don't talk about election fraud. They're going to ask you about the shooting, or they're going to ask you about the guns, or they're going to ask you about what the heck is maybe what's going on. No, they probably wouldn't. Like, he, he, you know, he talked about, uh, yeah, he didn't talk about Durham at all. Mm -hmm. And he talked about, he touched upon this, our Second Amendment rights, but he did not extrapolate on that too Mm -hmm. much. Because it's it's a hot topic now, and he just, because... it's the same thing, there, right? Yeah, because the same thing with like 
saying one thing with medic certain like in March of 2020. At first, he was talking about hydroxychloroquine mixed with zinc and azithromycin together would wipe it all out, right? And then a later, a few months later, he started talking a little bit about monoclonal antibodies. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's promoting the jab. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, you know, he still talked about the stuff that would really fix it all. Actually be beneficial. But then he went there with the shot and all that. And then you you notice in the pe- in the past two or three months, four months, uh, now he did, he only goes straight for um, Operation Warp Speed, mm-hmm. and he doesn't talk really about mm-hmm. his accomplishments with the jab. Once all the he had to have known from the beginning, you would think about the effects. How people? Well, yeah, you know that's the question like, that everyone asks, right? Like, if I know about it, Joe Mountain, Joe Desert, Joe Farmer, Joe City person, how can Trump not know about it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Even like before, so you know that whole point. We've we've already like, you know, everybody's talked about it forever, but it, that one's a quandary. So then that like affects observations about a lot of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we've brought it up about uh, some of the candidates that are questionable, like obviously right. what's happening in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz, right? Yeah, and... Jump over to La- Las Vegas, Nevada. Sheriff mm-hmm. Lombardo. I yeah, mean, exactly. Like I mean, you know, there are people in... Um, there are awake Americans and patriots, constitutionalists, Make America Great Again supporters that probably said the same thing about... Um, about Mitch McConnell, right? Like, why would you do that, Trump? And, you know, maybe he was just throwing him a bone, right? But here in 2022, it's like Lombardo. Like, if we know that Lombardo cheated all the victims of the Las Vegas massacre out (laughs) President Trump, what's the deal, right? Or if we know that Dr. Oz is closely related to globalists and um, the World Economic Forum, and who knows, maybe he was uh, part of the adrenochrome uh, uh, fan base, um, is David McCormick really that better or that worse than him? You know, <laughs> right? <It's... laughs> but I'm um, sorry. So what? Um, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, so, yeah, I think no, it's mean, just like yeah. If you have this going on too, you know, we're really, and you know, we he's got to know that people will investigate all this stuff. But it really that the sum total of all these questionable things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what the uh, game you know, plan we, is with we, that. We could we could always guess and speculate, or we could walk by faith, or we could just totally disavow it. Right? I mean, those are all options on the table. Um, I kind of feel like if I were following my gut, I would say that uh, I need to just walk by faith um, because even though I don't agree with Lombardo or Oz. What has happened in the last two weeks, right? With Pennsylvania, for example, something's got to something's got to give there. Unless Pennsylvania is just as corrupt as I think it is, you know. Uh, I mean, with people like uh, Jake Corman, Senate President Pro Tempore, you, you know, I ride that jerk hard. 
you know, and you know, he likes it like that, apparently. Um, but like, you know, nothing's happened. Just like Doug Mastriano, Senator said, a Senator and Capitan said, nothing's happened in 18 months. No, 18 months. Is it 18? It's eight. No, no. Eight months, almost a year, right? Nothing's happened in eight to nine months since Corman kicked me off of my committee when we were already ready to get the machines and just start doing the audit. And he threw me out. And then he wants to run on a platform of election integrity just to boost his, uh, what would he say he was? A single digit midget? (laughs) (laughs) Corman was like, he's like, you know, when. uh, Dude, if he was going there, he totally should have used Gary Coleman like on the poster. I mean, come on. Corman said to his handlers that night, (laughs) if Doug Mastriano is going to bring up shrinkage into this race, I'm out. And he resigned the next day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, "You go, Mastriano." I, was like, I don't blame you. I mean, Arizona, I was backing your ass up since December. Back it up, you know. Like, no disrespect to the captain, but like, uh, but de- <laughs> but definitely, you know, um, if 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 there, because I really believe that, you know. I, I, I like if you guys go to seereport.com and don't go today because uh, the new website front page is almost ready. But I have like I have like a race to the certification top list, you know, like what states I think in all of my analysis and all the st- stories that I share with you guys and all the reports and headlines, which state is likely to decertify first. Pennsylvania is not in the top five, you know, because, you know, because of everything that I've seen. And, and, and again, Jake Corman. And that's why I think they're trying to push push Chris Dush as the one, because clearly Corman failed and everyone saw right through his rhinoness and justly so. This is the time period that we live in right now, ladies and gentlemen, where we can know now we need to turn that highly speculative and observational and analytical eye on our own party. Okay, because we have been fooled long enough, ladies and gentlemen. And I think the reason why is not that we've been fooled. It's just because we have goodwill. Okay, and we have faith in people and we have faith in humanity and they have taken advantage of that. And I'm not going to use this as a moment to just totally rail against the Republican Party as it stands on Capitol Hill and in state houses. But I keep stressing that. And for some reason, because just as as it organically flows through my brain, that keeps coming out. And in the last two to three weeks to a month, that's just the number one thing that I've just been hammering on, you know, for whatever reason. And it's because, you know. We don't want to lose faith in that which we have faith in, but at the same time, we cannot allow them to keep on snookering us, bamboozling us, tricking us, lying to us, deceiving us, just so that they can reach their own agenda. And we need to stop giving them, they already lost their second and third chance. They did, you know, and Elon Musk is their fifth or sixth or 20th chance, you know, and yeah, I don't trust him at all. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, like, so like, the thing, the thing that we, when we're analyzing uh, our, our own party, the thing to remember is that discernment does mm-hmm. not mean, uh, like hatred of or yeah, you know, like the we thing is, to, and it's, we have to be particular. We have to. We have mm-hmm. to. Where we want to. Uh, give people a chance like give them an opportunity even though like say our discernment about a candidate is screaming that 
they're no good. That there's all all these things that are going on that just they're not good. But out of a loving heart or whatever, sometimes we give the chance anyway. Like, okay, maybe they'll exercise their integrity. Maybe they'll, you know, do this right. Yeah. And, and utilize our endorsement and election of them to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that we must pay attention to the original discernment about that person. If you really feel like, you know, right now we don't have, we cannot afford to give them a chance to do right when they will not. We can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, we're way too, uh, just like we say about Trump, like like where we, knowing everything that we know and being as smart as we are, say Trump should know better than to endorse someone like that, right? We're at that point, right? The way we feel about it's that. Like, we're at that point with discernment. Like we can no longer, uh, not. I mean, and I get what you're saying, Java. It's it, when we use our discernment and we say, and we reject them and we say, sorry, no, not anymore. We're not saying we hate you, judge you, go to hell, you, you you commie bastard. We're saying no, because it's about time that they needed to hear our resolve and know that we are going to let our words mean what we say. That we kind cannot, of thing, right? Is that what you mean? Absolutely. And we cannot allow ourselves to be like taken advantage of anymore by people who profess certain key points of our mm-hmm. ideology, mm-hmm. but then right. go right. way astray from what we know is right. Yeah, we cannot afford to let this happen with the people that we choose to be in power, and especially right now, especially right now, and right you know, now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely go ahead. We, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. I mean, I was just gonna say, I I definitely agree with the consensus that right now we are at a point. There's a lot of other people who are saying right now we're at a point where we've never really been in history. Right? You know, I've been singing this song for a few years. But it's because it's true. It's because our country, our people have never been to this point. Now, people will take you there generically, and I will tell you why. I will tell you it's because we are at a point in our nation and our world's history growth where people are literally realizing, acknowledging, and understanding what they're seeing. And it's nothing like they thought it was. And it's nothing like they have been shown or have been led to believe throughout their entire lives. And now people like myself, right. yourself, our audience over at Foxhole and some of our other friends across other platforms get this. But for the rest of America who is asleep or who is trying to wake up or who's being who is rudely being waken up. And that goes for, you know, the same as the rest of the world. You know, it's happening. And where I think the people on Capitol Hill and in our state houses don't connect is they don't realize that more of us than ever in our nation's history and possibly the world are awake, aware, a watching and holding accountable and, and not just, oh, I'm pissed off. I'm going to wait for someone to vote. They're doing something. They are filing lawsuits. They are mm-hmm. contacting their um, any of their elected officials, and they are also running for office. 
Okay. And they're also like what, uh, culture bombing and they are like <laughs> making live streams and they are like doing everything that they can to like get the work. And it's just going to bleed through in the end. And that's what they don't realize. Like I would have never thought before that in a matter of months, mega corporations like Disney and Netflix and CNN Plus and all that, like platform, like they're used to just capitalizing on people just blindly going on with what they want to present. Mm-hmm. And for them to be taking this big of hits, mm-hmm. boom, financially. Because Never saw it before. Because they don't care about things, you know, ethically, spiritually. They're just about the fine. The way you hit them is financially. And Mm -hmm. they did not expect this. Like, we're talking Mm -hmm. billions of dollars in Mm -hmm. a matter of a month or two. You know? And it's like, it's happening in succession too, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you take Disney, for example, it's not just been one thing. It's been, like, one thing after another. (laughs) It's like the parks, uh, the the live stream (laughs) services, uh, the the, the copyright, uh, the special privileges as their own district for property taxes. Nation state almost. Bam, 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 bam. Knock them all down. Like, and, and we allowed them to do that. And I don't know how Florida, the people of Florida, allowed their state government to do that for that corporation. I'm sure it's because it was Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, and Lovey Dovey, and my kids can go, and it's great. And that means our tickets will be cheap when we take them to the park. (laughs) But look at what happened 70 years later, when their copyright license should have expired. And I hope that goes through Java. You know what that means? Mickey Mouse is going to be a sponsor of the Sea Report. No, because <laughs> he'll be public domain. We're going to make him. We're going to make Mickey Mouse America again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but you know what I mean. Anyways, it's going to be you know, it's... honestly. Right, <laughs> <laughs> a goofy, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they they're not <laughs> able to. It's because the their whole modus operandi, the whole schematic long play plan that they had ready to go, like they were going to incrementally introduce all this stuff, but the past f- few years has knocked that shit all, all off of uh, anything. And like, you know, they're having to skip through steps and present stuff that they weren't ready to present and people are just totally not going for it not buying it yeah man it's, it's backfire speed dude it had nothing that's to do what with the, had nothing to do with the vaccines it had everything to do with all. up the timeline they're like oh you want to do this in 10 to 15 years you're gonna do it in four years because you're do it. you push the button <laughs> you know and you know what in 10 to 15 years they probably could have gotten away with grooming the children it would have started off with PP vagina, and then it would have advanced to in ten five years to um, uh, boys and girls touch themselves to feel good, and then another five years would have been all this is how you do it, okay? And by then it would have been normalized, right? And brrr, Operation Warp Speed sped that shit up, so this way we could see what they're doing to our children, along with you know systemic oh. racism and and you know all of this other crap that they're trying to teach and and, and uh, division etc. CRT. What is it? What is the other? 
what is the other version of what is the new name for CRT? It's like emotional self education or some crap like that. I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what it's called, but I'm like, okay, it's really? Like emotional. I don't know. I always just think emotional support squirrel. It's like it's like it's selfish like, emotional really? development is what it should be. Selfish <laughs> emotional development. How to snowflake a and self-important snowflake <laughs> emotional programming. There you go. That's even better. Snowflake, um, snowflake, snowflake, right? Snowflake emotional programming. <laughs> SEP. They're all a bunch of SEPs, right? Like they're fake emotionally programmed snowflakes. Like that's all there is to it. And nothing more, nothing more yeah. than that. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I think we've got a lot more to talk about Java. But mm -hmm. I think I would like to share something with the audience that is quite appropriate for what we're talking about. What do you say? Do it. Let's do it. Okay, here it comes, guys. <laughs> do you think that General Patton was woke? I don't think so. What do you think, Mike? Mike, was he woke? I don't think so. I don't think he was too woke. Woke, woke, woke. Woke. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Woke, 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 woke. Everything woke turns to shit. This is a sick culture, and our country's a disaster, and it's going to die before your very eyes. Our women's soccer team was supposed to easily win, but they went woke. The one with the purple hair, she didn't play too well. She went woke. Take a look, everything goes bad, but it's true about woke. Do you think that General Patton was woke? It's crazy. It's crazy. I've never seen, I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. Woke, 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 woke. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Woke, 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 woke. Everything woke turns to shit. Our country was so respected. Nobody was going to mess with us. And then this clown, he got in office, sort of like the captain of a ship. Let's jump off first before the passengers. I'm getting the hell out of here. I could just see this. The leadership of the Taliban standing there. Somebody walking up. Sir, the soldiers have left. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've never seen, I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke turns to shit. You know what? I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. You gotta do what you have to do. But I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got now. That's okay. That's all right. You got your freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've never seen. I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. Woke, 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 woke. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Woke, 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 woke. Everything woke turns to shit. Back, we're and are we back? I think we're back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back, guys. We're back. It was just Man, appropriate. It was that appropriate. was appropriate, but that he had to throw in the old jabby jab in the song. Yeah, he was mocking us. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, so many of the people that uh are down with uh his his movement did not take the jab, so like it wasn't like it convinced everybody. Yeah. That's why it made me wonder if it was optics. It was still really annoying that he did that though, but I get it, you know. I get it, man. And uh it's like you it's like if someone's super duper, you know, leftified and is 
you know, has four masks, goggles, a headset, even one of those oxygen bubble tank things. I saw someone exactly in that outfit, guy. I was like, are you? He looked like he was like on the film set for E.T. Are you the bubble boy? You're the bubble boy. (laughs) Don't pop the bubble, you know. I'm just, you know, it's like, I get what you're saying. I literally, literally, I saw a guy just like that. He had three masks, a face shield, and a hazmat suit on, and four gloves. I mean, and you think was- he was going to check out E.T. He's got the bubble, exactly. the big tunnel, the, exactly. the tunnel, like, a, a, they're clearing the area for termites, the big tent. And when I was a kid, those guys scared me. <laughs> You know, oh, can you imagine yeah, those all are the millennials who are like suddenly getting PTSD from all these COVID people in hazmat suits? <laughs> They're like, oh no, you know, government's coming to get me. But yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's like kids in the 80s ate probably ate lead paint and <laughs> they, they turned out all right, but it was, <laughs> everyone else is like in these hazmat suits, like, oh no, yeah, the jello, the jello in the cafeteria was left out for like. <laughs> Three hours. We're gonna get bacteria from it. It's slightly viscous. I need to use these <laughs> these gloves they use on the moon to grab this jello. <laughs> yeah. That's like pretty much how they are. It could seep through their skin, Java. No, just yeah. kidding. You don't okay. want some lime. You get Lyme disease that way. from lime jello that's melted by three hours. You know, yeah. I mean that that could be a plausible, you know, uh, uh, trigger these days. But uh, but anyway. uh, real quick, real quick, Java, we're gonna jump into the chat room. I just wanted to uh, yes. well, formally welcome everyone who's joining us um, on this uh, Save America rally Saturday afternoon in Casper, Wyoming. Java, let me tell you about this mountain time. I got it down, okay? I was like, okay, they're saying that Trump's going to be on at 6 p.m. Eastern time, which means he'll be in at 5 p.m. our time, which means he'll be on at 4 p.m. Mountain time. I look at the clock, and I'm like, it's 5 p.m. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get there. 30 or 40 minutes later, I'm like, I look at the clock, and I look at his Rumble account, okay? Because as you all know, if you've been here with us for the last what like dozen (laughs) save america rallies president trump's rumble goes live when he's gonna hit the stage okay like within five to ten minutes so i look at his rally i look at his rally page and it's live java and i'm like he's 40 minutes late i'm like he's 40 minutes late i'm like and his channel's on how long has it been on for okay (laughs) And I'm just I'm just saying all of this to let the audience know why Mr. CTV was not live at 5 p.m. Central Time <laughs> and why we weren't live until about 15 till the, the president's <laughs> speech was over. Um, um, well, you know, family. I was out with family. That's why. But um, it's great that everyone is here hanging out now. We got a lot of people in the audience. We, I think we might have had that corn dick guy in the audience, uh, Java. Oh, really? Uh, if, if, if his name was Pigeons Aren't Real, which sounds like a flat earther. <laughs> Which sounds like, um, which sounds like, what what else would he be? He'd be like a uh, a flat earther. Pigeons aren't real. Birds aren't real. Um, uh, what, what else would he be? Java. He'd be like, he'd be like. Uh, the world's a hologram. The world is a hologram. God's name is Steve, right? 
And uh, what he, there's more. I could be so much more descriptive. Let me think about Carrie Cassidy. He would be like, just kidding. <laughs> that was so low blow. Anyways, he like literally like did like this bomb, 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 bomb. Like he like took up the entire chat screen yeah. or she, I don't know, whatever it is. I don't want to misappropriate or misgender the, 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 oh, the fuck that. It's a bot. I guess so. But, uh, I don't know. Do bots have a... <laughs> No, well, they're definitely binary. Like, all computers, oh, all, all computers operate on a binary system. Binary, but not all humans are. No, just kidding. <laughs> so that proves the point that they're not part of the simulation. <laughs> humans or bots? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if the simulation know. is binary. Yeah. You can't. You you know, it's like that. Computer speak, right? I I don't right. speak dolphin. So yeah, that was dolphin. one of the ones like. <laughs> Yeah, there was he, that person. Totally I was like, no one was even commenting, dude. Like, calm down. <laughs> but besides yeah. this pigeons person, uh, we got Tam Garal in the house. We got one, two, three, SKG in the house. Two Rivers has been hanging out with us from the start. Uh, good evening, Two Rivers. Um, we have Dixie in the house. Yes, Dixie says, I love it. I love your energy. Thank you for gifting the can. Hey, Judy, the lady pug, throwing us a cookie or tossing a cookie, I like to say, actually. Huh. Uh, <laughs> do you have thoughts on cookies or lady pugs? <laughs> no, just tossing tossing cookies. Tossing those cookies. You Tam could Grow oh, lose an eye that way. You could, especially if they had corn the day before. Um, Tam Growl, thank you for gifting the cookie. Uh, Tam Growl says, Thank you. That troll's been making rounds. Oh, apparently, mm -hmm. the flat yep. earther has been making rounds and he didn't bring his corn to my chat room, so I'm totally cool with that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they have like 20 at least aliases. And we'll, if you block one, they'll come if they're really vicious, they'll come on with the, another one. You block that, they'll come on with another one. That's what was happening the other day. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that. I heard, I heard some of them, some of them get so vicious. Like, say if you're like on like Twitch or D Live, they'll start like dropping f bombs and n bombs just to get your channel totally blocked for like racism and hate speech. Isn't that crazy? Wow, Man. that's a bot. Like that's some like computer actually, software. I've seen it actually. You know who I saw that happen to? I'm gonna, I'm gonna name drop. I'm gonna foxhole name drop. I saw that <laughs> happened on J Bell's channel. Like I was lurking Man. one night and she had like, you know, multiple platforms going and all of a sudden on her D live, people were dropping and this and end that and not see this and not see that and end this and all like just F and N and all of this. And it was just a bot to get her channel kicked off. And I was like, holy crap. The cool thing about it is that like half the people in the foxhole went to D live and was like, get the F out. <laughs> <laughs> Which means they censored them because they were mostly admins, right? <laughs> they, what else can you do to a bot if it's a bot, right? If it's not a real person. <laughs> you just have to block them, kick them out. Block it, right? They went over there and they blocked that bitch. Um, let's see. Speak Uneasy's in the house. What's up, Speak Uneasy? What's Good up? To see you again. How was your gig, Speak Uneasy? Did you get enough sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're back. Like you, Yeah, you answered something like at 3 in the morning. Deliver he was it. still live two hours after he said he had to go to bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, maybe it was like an hour, 30 minutes. <laughs> I like to be dramatic. Uh, good to see you in the house, brother. He says, good evening, brothers. Dixie says uh, they're on the right. Oh, she's talking to Tam Growl there. 
Um, I can never look at Mickey the same again. Mickey is a damn pervert, damn bro. You keep that, you keep that rat away from your children, okay? Dude, and that statue thing with Walt Disney holding Mickey's hand. Mm. It's just super disturbing to me now because of like the model it looks like I don't what know, if like, some like a super, juvenile what if like some super crazy like Frankenstein scientist from like Ukraine Nazi created like a human mouse thing that was like Mickey Mouse wouldn't that be fucking creepy a chimera like that yes like a total like Mickey Mouse demon living thing <laughs> I'll write a story about it isn't that Mickey Hunter Costa Biden Hunter That's Hunter Biden. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Hunter a chimera. Biden. Yeah, he is but indeed. It was a, the love child of Joe and Corn Pop. <laughs> oh lord, no wonder he's so addicted. Anyways, I don't know what that has uh, to do with children. Oh wait, wait, Joe. Never mind. I know what it has to do with children. There you go. <laughs> hey, one, two, three, SKG. Good to see you. Thank you for gifting the can. Whoever says make Mickey Mouse what it really ought to be. Not some sex crazed Pied Piper of the pedovores. Well said, Two Rivers. You would think that he was like I don't know, um, a crack fiend or something. <laughs> you think he was Hunter Biden? Just listen to everything that Java said in the last <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> just, just put little mouse ears on Hunter's head, okay? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Capable 2. Good afternoon. Good to see you in the chat room. It's been a minute, but good to see you again. Balls of Steel, General Patton. Absolutely didn't believe mm -hmm. in woke, 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 woke. It turns to shit. <laughs> Always in Texas is also in that. What is up, sister? Always in Texas. Good to see you. Long time. Glad you're visiting <laughs> with us today. Two Rivers, we also called the clot shot the Fauci ouchie. Um, and uh, let's see here. Two Rivers has, says, I talked to a soldier from Fort Hood this week. He got a F, a, a, an afibulator, oh, an afib heart disease from three shots. Um, mm. Ask him why he had, no, I'm not going to say that about a soldier. Never mind. Um, what is happening to our military, Mr. C. You know, interesting question on Memorial Day weekend, Mr. Mm. Two Rivers, to bring up, you know? Um, seriously, I'm not going to spoil it, but j just know this right now, ladies and gentlemen. Just know this right now. When we're talking about our rights being impeded and trampled on, you think we went through a lot with what we experienced with COVID and the mask mandates and the vax mandates and the vax mandates in the end didn't really hold up. And a lot of us had mobility to make a decision. And some of us didn't, I know, but it, at the end of the day, a lot more were able to cope with that um, derision. But if you think about our brothers and sisters in the armed forces, and what they are going through right now over those vaccine mandates, it is outright discrimination, like outright, mm -hmm. because when it comes to wanting to not take the vaccine based on what, like religious exemption or based on a, a personal uh, exemption, et cetera, they're, they're offering those exemptions to Muslims, 
who uh, don't want to take it because it's part of their uh, Mohammed belief or whatever. They're offering those exemptions to everyone but American. And I'm not saying Muslims aren't American if they're born in America, but I mean, like, you know, you're red, white, and blue, like a Christian-oriented, Jesus-faith-based I, I do not want to take these shots because of the fact that there is fetal cells in it. It's against my belief. It is totally against it. They're not offering it to Christians. They are putting, they're court-martialing them. They're dishonorably, dishonorably discharging them. It's outright discrimination, okay? So maybe we should have a feature on that on tomorrow's C, uh, Monday C report, you know, because that's a topic that's not bringing, and I'm glad you asked that question, Java. And, and you know, that right there, that right there is a violation of the First Amendment. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Freedom of religion, freedom yes, to sir. be, to worship and to uh, whomever. Yes, sir. You know, and, yet, and yet, you know, they can let you, they can let other religions not uh, take a shower for three days or not shave their beard or wear a hijab or, but they're not going to allow Christian based Americans to not take the jab because it is literally against their faith and belief and their moral soul. And that's their, that's their, that's their first amendment. It's right. their right. Yeah. First, first amendment, amendment right. right. So that's a conversation that needs to be happening right now. Um, They're all about are, assaulting yeah. the first amendment. There, there's an it's, assault on all the core amendments. They are coming at it at every angle. And the thing is that like the religious angle, because we were like, oh, they didn't take down the churches, burn them down during COVID. They were allowed to have, uh, you know, pastures with guns. They're safe. No, 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 no. Think about the military. Think about it. Because right now, Christian soldiers are still being persecuted. They're still being ejected. They're still being dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. They're still, they, they, they may face fines. They might face court-martialing. It depends on what department what you know, of the military they're in or what judge they're dealing with. And there is a legal fight happening right now. Like there's been some lawsuits and a class action that just went through in the last week or two Okay, that I'm aware of. Um, but the point of the matter is why do they... And by proxy, us have to fight for the rights we already have. That's the main point. That's the mm-hmm. crux of the entire matter, right there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we already have these rights. A lot of them are God given, and then the rest are constitutionally <laughs> given. Mm-hmm. We have those rights. And yeah. now, I mean, they've been eroding at them for decades, but now it's it's really hitting a new octave because you have an entire generation that's been conditioned and groomed, so to speak, to be open to their their new uh, edicts and their new uh, propaganda about what they their agenda, basically. You know, you raise somebody on not just like they already started this when they when they raised generations on radio. Well, printing the printing press, the radio, television, television, it gradually advanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It did gradually. I don't want to believe the printing press, but we have to be real, right? Okay. I mean, (laughs) we have to be real. 
you can print propaganda and people are as influenced, if not more so by printed word than they are. <laughs> it was one of the most amazing inventions. And then also, but it was, it was used for nefarious purposes. Like mm-hmm. all it, you want, that could be said for all of the technologies that have happened, mm-hmm. you know, technology, that word means new new knowledge or you know it's a lot of the things that we like the stuff that comes out to the public comes out decades after the thing was invented or created you know and so you know that a lot of it's been in like by the time they release it to the public they've engineered the entire all the benefits they can get out Mm -hmm. of that technology Mm -hmm. they utilize on the populace Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not a, like giving it to the people. No, not at oh, all. We're going to benefit everybody with this. It's yeah, really yeah. like, okay, we figured out how to make it to where we can have about 15, 20 advantages on the people mm-hmm. through this, mm-hmm. like the cell phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> and got- social <laughs> media, everything. <laughs> Like the thing is, is that and they've had that that, for how long before that, right? Right. Before it hit the general public, you know exactly. It was well, the internet itself, Telnet. Okay, so it was Telnet in the seventies. Military, military, military. In the late in the late seventies, it was called Telnet, Uh and uh, they adapted it. They all they. They tested it and adapted it in universities, and it was a way for different universities to talk to each other, and then um, people at the university to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And they created software interface so that um, the first modems, so to speak, were uh, you would have to like, call the number on the phone, mm-hmm. and then when they would, it was almost it's like the same sounds predecessor to the fax machine where they I were were hearing the dial beep, beep, beep. Yeah, all, that, <laughs> all that stuff it's like the uh sounds for one modem to connect mm-hmm. to another mm-hmm. and i remember like the first ones you would uh you would call it you would dial a number on the phone and then when as soon as you hear that crazy sound you would hang up the phone on the modem and then it would do its thing mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, a computer. You would have to use a phone line, and a computer would call another computer, uh-huh. and a lot of them were like a host, mm-hmm. right? And they would have message bases or whatever, and you can go on and write a message to somebody, or get a message mm-hmm. back, or read their. It was like very basic, all text based. You just... know, you you don't use a mouse. The people. You know, that grew Joe, up with the internet, <laughs> were conditioned way, way more to be able to be influenced by this. Like it's it, just—it's <laughs> so bizarre, Java, and I'm God bless it because yesterday, last night, I was going through this information and I came across um, this group called Cult of the Dead Cow. Okay, and. Mm-hmm. I was like, and they were being touted as, and it's just so interesting, guys, just just to connect you guys to the point that they have all this technology before they release it to the general public. 
This this cult of the dead cow apparently is a group that started in 1983 and is touted as the best and most um, celebrated internet and computer hackers. And they were the first. And I was like, wait, I, when did the internet come along? I know that like DARPA and the government had it like maybe in the 60s and the 70s. But you're saying by 1983, the year I was born, there were already hackers getting into this crap. Oh, yeah. And it still yeah. wasn't even released until much further than to like, like in, in huge, like, you know, just widely available to the general public. And I was just thinking, you just answered my questions about it being in the 1970s, etc. So I was like, oh, this Dude, is a weird synchronicity. I, I, <laughs> And so then, like the the mid '80s, they had plat. They started coming out with platforms, uh-huh. America Online, mm-hmm. right? They that were was talking like about the-, the beginning of Microsoft. I was watching a panel with them, and that they were hacking into it just prior to, like, the government. Uh, um, I guess accepting them into their program because the government realized that they were so big that they couldn't, they needed to have them with them anyways. And I was like, dang, like, so, okay. So all this has been happening since at least the time I was born. So I didn't even know the internet was a thing until like almost the 2000s. (laughs) I started, I mean, I, yeah, I think that I started talking to people in a different state or a different country by the time I was 10, like in like 85 or something. Damn, really? In 85, I had no concept of a computer. So I don't know. <laughs> well, Dude, actually, I, was two. I don't know <laughs> how, but like I started like because the first language that I knew on computer was basic. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that in 1980, 1981. I was like six. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow. I just I learned programming or whatever and was just like, oh, cool. You know, making games, of course. That's all I cared yeah, about. But crazy, dude. I feel like synonymous with the people born in like post 2000s that are like they didn't have cell phones before. <laughs> right. I'm like, really? The internet existed before me? What? <laughs> so, I mean, but that's part of the point. It's like they, they yeah. started that far ahead with all of this. So imagine like, you know, I was like there when the first talking to other people and somewhere else thing happen Mm -hmm. and that was groomed in people all like all the way till now really Mm -hmm. so that they use that as a source of truth of information Mm -hmm. you know they started back like i'm saying the radio and before that but conditioning people to believe that their product expressed the truth Mm-hmm. And when you introduce certain technologies into a person's household, into their everyday interfacing, then and you make it uh, vital to their regiment of the day, mm-hmm. you know, it really lends for one to be able to use that access to manipulate those people. That totally makes sense. That's right in line with what we were going over about the World Economic Forum and how they're going to turn everyday utilities into services and everyday, you know, a machine like a machine. Uh, you can no longer own uh, an espresso maker. It is a service. Right? <laughs> Stuff like that. Right. No more consuming. Just just all services. And that's all control. It's all control. Yeah. It's been gradual. That's it's been so gradual. But again, Trump was like, 
Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. Because once it's in your face, when you know that it's not logically, um, um, logically like valid as the only option, it's like, what? You know, if, if they'd given them 15 to 20 more years to get their grooming thing down, it probably would have flowed. It would have, that's why it was called the 2030 agenda. Yeah, dude, man, some crazy crap. But now it's all jacked up. Boom. We jacked <laughs> like you they, up. Now they're like, oh, shit. Well, okay, uh, 2022, we're just going to jump into all digital mm-hmm. currency where you have to wear a device that not only measures your health, but your how you respond socially. Your How, how do you take cryptocurrencies? Like, what do you feel about those? So Java? I know it's a mixed bag uh, across the board. You okay, know, no judgments, so, but what do you so think? The, I don't know much about it. The thing it. about it is, at first, I was like, wow. They, they really got you with the blockchain mm-hmm. uh, lure. Oh, cool. It's decentralized. It's blockchain coding to where it's impossible to to hack. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have uh, supercomputers, that, quantum computers that can hack it. But Yeah, quantum computers. Okay. But then at the, at the beginning of it, like seven years ago or something, you know, that wasn't there. Now I'm really thinking that that was the lure so they can progress into this uh, national digital currency. Yeah, because that's where it's going, right? Because that exactly is where it's going. And that is one step away from global digital currency. And total control. Boom. Done. Total control. Total control. And I call me old fashioned, but if it's not in my hand, it's not mine. Okay. Even if it is fiat printed paper, okay, versus a digital block digit, uh, whatever, you know. And I know I probably sound really old to the Generation Z's right now, but like, <laughs> they're like, look at that, daddy, don't understand digital currency. Anyways, and like, <laughs> No, the the thing about digital currency, and I've been saying this even mm-hmm. since the it started, was that okay, cool, that's an idea, <laughs> but the ability to if you have to rely on that, mm-hmm. then they can just shut it off. Yeah. Oh, you did not complete. You did not take your. But you know, your, but you know, the, the spiritual people out there who don't believe, and, and now I sound like a pessimist, right? But the spiritual people out there who are like, oh, you're just projecting that, Mr. C. You need to stop <laughs> thinking that way, Mr. C. And I'm like, they already do it, you spiritual hypocrite. So, like, <laughs> the thing is, like, no, it's very easy to just shut off. Yeah. Oh, you, I mean, you didn't take your, your booster <laughs> this week, you don't get access to any money. It's right in line with the plan that we see laid out before us that we are currently trying to blow up exposure or operation warp speed. You know, WC, I mean, WC crane up the speak and easy says everything <laughs> is tracked on the blockchain, everything. Right. And people are telling me like, oh, but that's what you think. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not saying this because <laughs> it's what I want. I'm saying it this because that's what's in their plan that they have shared with everyone as retarded as that is. Because I guess they think that maybe, I don't know, 
uh, Joe, uh, Joe, um, uh, you and Joe, me can't figure out that that's what they want by what they, they're like, they're like, don't you know, people of color cannot access the internet and watch a video. Don't you know that, um, um, average uh, Caucasian Americans of some sort don't know how to, uh, search on the internet. They can get on the internet, but they don't know how to search for the world. Like, they don't even know what the world economic forum is these, these average Caucasian Americans, you know, like, do, do you, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, this is a total side point, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just at the point where I'm like, where do you separate your pride from what is being expressed in real life to you by other people whom you might not believe in, but they're going to do whatever they're going to do, even if you believe in them or not. And you think that by not saying these things that you're going to shape your reality, well, apparently you're not strong enough to shape that reality because they're still doing it. And obviously I am just like skipping out on a very personal diatribe right now. (laughs) Well, the thing is that uh, they convince people that they have full choice, full ability to shape the reality but what they fail to tell the people that are following that is that the shaping only consists of you know x amount of choices that they give you mm-hmm. they give you eight choices and you could shape your reality but you got to fit it in these eight choices mm-hmm. outside of that no you don't get to shape that this is your right, you know, and people would just, well, the thing about it is that, uh, in on purpose, people are kept entirely full in their lives. They're forced to do X amount of hours for X amount of money to mm-hmm. pay whatever to just exist. And if you have a family, it's like double, triple, quadruple that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so how is one going to have energy at the end of the day to one do what one loves and follow the, their personal and family dreams, but then also to fight against the stuff being forced on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all by design. It's a hundred percent by design. And 100%. so that's why it's hard for me to judge the people who are asleep right just as just as another kind of like avenue of thought i i cannot Mm -hmm. be hard on all those stupid the ones that we want to say these stupid fucking dumbass democrats who just don't want to wake up whatever i i can't even do that you know i cringe when i hear people do that and mean it because it's by design it's by design you you could say oh well it's their fault because they don't want to wake up because they don't want to see you know well well, maybe what what happens if they can't see what if everyone who's asleep has some kind of disorder okay how would you feel then (laughs) what if they have a spiritual disorder that we don't even know about because it's on some other dimensional level and by design and plus, because they have this spiritual disorder or uh, cognitive disorder on some other like a discern discernment level, you know, I can't judge them, even though it's easy to do it. I could be like, yeah, "Fuck you guys for not." I mean, it's so multifaceted. How can you not see it, right? <laughs> That's so multifaceted with that exactly because mm-hmm. on a, a, a 
ult, extra level or ultra level. Ultra level. <laughs> ultra. <laughs> ultra. We are ultra. <laughs> uh, yeah, spiritually, there's a thing about, uh, you know, frequency and certain frequencies being broadcast on populations that can affect their ability to access those parts of themselves. Mm -hmm. And also you add in the uh, chemicals and and additives to food. By design, right? If you you do that to someone's body where it totally depletes uh, their nutrients and energy, Mm-hmm. And then they're shown that, yeah, and that mm-hmm. their their relief that they get from the the day that they were forced to do mm-hmm. is their programming on television or this or that. Like yeah, the man. the relief from the stress of the day that was forced on us in order to function. Is the relief is also more brainwashing, and, it's and like you, whole, you're more willing accept it because you're just like decompressing you think but it's just influencing and it's controlling and even more damn dude absolutely by design, guys that's why we are here and we are awake and our message is one of exceeding love and empathy because these people have been snookered by design and you all are blessed to be able to see past all of the crap, all of the deception, right. all of the lies. You guys are so blessed to be able to pierce that veil and to know and to, and maybe it's not a hundred percent accurate knowledge, right? Like something weird could turn out in the end, like some weird kind of turn, but we, we are more aware and more awake than the majority. It seems, it seems like it's the majority just because we don't know for sure. It could, we could actually really be the majority, right? But pragmatically speaking, as my pragmatic friends would say, everyone else thinks this way. So it's just going to stay the same, right? But we don't know that a hundred percent. We're just basing that on what we perceive within that own biased perception of Things are the way they always are, and what we see on TV, totally self-biased. Totally self-biased, right? Echo chamber. It's an echo yeah. chamber. We all have our own personal echo chambers too, right? Java. And then yeah. just the one last night. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, as as one of one of my pragmatic friends might just echo, echo, echo the patterns of the past and that deduces their future and i echo 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 trying to be optimistic and so i might be naive to some things it's true what you just said we we have echo chambers you know but discernment (laughs) discernment and the thing is that also on top of all of this is that within especially our first decade of life um the most potent emotionally and cognitively uh experiences that we have can either really lay in like our framework of how we operate but it also is very can be quite traumatic and if a traumatic event happens during that time that is the programming you're right and no but so many of our uh triggered reactions to things even things that later on in life we didn't even realize that we would be triggered by Mm -hmm. it's all by experiences that we had when we were younger 
that cause our major foundational um, reactional base to experience. Mm -hmm. And if we don't address the trauma that is laden in there, that too can hinder us from our fullest expression of we know to be like uh, real for ourselves and for for people. It could dis. It's a very major disempowerment of our own self fortitude. Mm-hmm. Man, and that's really deep. That's really deep, Java. That's like three or four levels deep. Like everything that you just said. I mean, but no, mm-hmm. but it, it is. I I I I I glean that as a factual element of our own personal developments in our own personal situations only because I am not to get too personal, but I feel like I'm witnessing and experiencing that with certain individuals in my life whom Mm -hmm. I know certain things have happened to them. And when I wonder why they act and think that the way that they do, what you just said makes sense. Right. And most people have that to some extent. Mm -hmm. And most people have not... Right. We need, we, we Damn really it. do. Damn it, Java. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that, we'll just bring that part out when it's, per, uh, when it's like an attack, you can bring out the, the inner asshole. <laughs> like if you're being no, attacked, well, I mean, you but it's like, I mean. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's the thing is that everybody's has un unresolved trauma to some extent. And right. I'm like, get over it. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, right. we shouldn't even but go the off thing into is that, that The thing is that it's sometimes it's so embedded that it's beyond uh, just standard consciousness uh, recognition. It's it's in there. Yeah, it takes a lot of personal work to actually even and realize. Desire, or, I think the desire, the right. will, the wants to do it is like probably the first or maybe the second step you should take towards well that. maybe most maybe acknowledging and then and then desiring or wanting to correct maybe something totally and and that takes a little bit because uh most of the time we don't even realize that that even is there that exists you know oh man we don't even man. know we don't even know that there's trauma there you're right i mean no we don't because the ones who don't know they just they come off defensive but it's not because they're being defensive like it's just because they don't know it's a reaction they, like, to, it's I a re- they definitely feel they're being attacked it's a it's a um reaction to something that happened to them years before it's not even a reaction mm-hmm. to the sometimes i mean a lot of times it's not even a reaction to the current experience it's a reaction right. to that brand of experience that happened there's an original so, a version of that experience that happened, and then everything on top of that, right? Plus yeah, because the design it, and program, right? Okay, exactly, and the diet and everything mm-hmm. else. So, so what if we took everything that we just said and we applied it to all the asleep Americans? Where would that put us, Java? Would that put us as being assholes for saying they're fucking stupid, or, <laughs> or in? A, I mean, I'm not. Saying well, there's assholes. a duality with that because some sometimes uh, saying that. No, well, because sometimes saying that is a um a release of stress. It's a release oh, well. of stress too. I see, I see, be like, 
damn it, you asshole. But we have a right to be able to like vent, right? You know, I mean, some people be like, you can't do that if you're going to be spiritual and go to 5D. You can't express negative emotions, Mr. C. No, you can't if, be angry, you, Mr. C. You can't use thing, that word, Mr. C. Mm-hmm. You can't use that tone, Mr. C. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the thing about it is that um, if the body has generated that energy, it has to be released. Otherwise, it holds us back. It turns into cancer. <laughs> and so you have to release it in, uh, one can release that energy in a specific way that does not harm other people. Mm-hmm. Like, like for right example, there. for example, something uh, viscerally uh, tangible is like, like playing a hand drum, like a djembe or a, a doom back or a bongo or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're Play physically fun. moving force of your through your hands onto something, and it's and that's actually a very beneficial way of releasing uh anger and uh tension on a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Boom, you just like smack it down on a drum, which <laughs> just releases a sound, and that's oh, it. Excuse me, right? It doesn't affect. It can annoy a neighbor, but that's about it. It doesn't like harm but, you know, physically and, another person. And you might actually make some kind of art in that process. Right. Which is right, another exactly. element, right? Or another kind of level. And uh, using both hands, you're balancing out the brain and uh, different parts of the body, too. Mm-hmm. Very and, interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Good, it's good stuff, Java. It's good stuff. I mean, I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't feel a certain way or frustration. Obviously, there are people mm-hmm. who've been in the game much longer than either you and I have, Java. And can you just imagine how frustrated they must feel? You know, you know, yeah, how I about mean, the ones that took it to their grave, right? That exactly. held out, held mm-hmm. out, fought, told the truth, shared as much as they could, did what they could voted 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 got people to vote ran for office and still at the end of their time nothing had changed that would be really frustrating it's super frustrating and i just feel like because of that fact i owe it to them not to give up even if i'm at my end you know even if i'm at my end i owe it to them and everyone who came before me and my family not to give up, even though half of my family is like, well, I'm doing my own thing, just sitting here and meditating or <laughs> I can't judge, though. I can't judge. It's I'm sure it's worth. I mean, it's a level. part of it. It's, it's a needed yeah. part of it. It but, is. Back, yeah, it's, that's back of house, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> this is absolutely. Front of house. You yep. know, this is front of house. That's back of and house. So, and everybody, everybody, literally all of those parts are needed. We yeah. need people to hold down the love, hold down the energy, the vibe, Thank ground you, it all out. Yes. We need people yes. that do that. We need people that take an, you know, an inspirational idea they get from people expressing themselves, and they express that to other people. We need people to pray for other people. We need people to, you know, there's all the aspects. <laughs> And we need people to create and we need people to defend. There's a lot of aspects and everybody has a part. There's no, there's nobody that doesn't have a valuable piece of this whole thing. 
because but, ultimately it's going to take every single one of us no matter yeah. what the position or the part is no matter what it's all important there's no one above the other they're all important mm -hmm. even if it's somebody cleaning everything i try to clean a lot because it's kind of interesting you you know clear out some uh space and it just feels different and things can move differently you know Mm -hmm. everything is is part of it and the the thing is is that the stuff we're affronted with all the time frequently that's the point mm -hmm. they want us to be so affronted by this that we can't act but right uh if we could tune into the thing that are part of it there's usually something we're really good at and the stuff that we love like mm -hmm. if we tune into that part of it and we embody that and do that that's how we get this done that's yeah. how we it's because we need the energy put into it and the and the push forward mm -hmm. and that that will boil down to one's intention right which should not be yeah. judged or questioned by anybody even though even myself i have done that you know but it's all about intention and in order not to get into that field of someone else's intention right we have to just focus on what we're here for what they think about my intention is not my business and what i think about their intention is not their business and what i think about their intention is not my business either you know if we just focus on ourselves and we put all of our energy into our own intention and we all know our own intention regardless of what anyone else thinks because that's like another level right but that that's more getting to like the opposition type of thing you know um but intention is everything right and and you know i have faith that everyone present here has the right intention do i have faith that other people not here have the right intention maybe not but that at the same time it's not my business and it's not their business to know what i think right because ultimately two ever said in the chat room two ever said show me your faith by your works is kind of what i heard you say mr c and that is actually a scripture i have said faith without works is dead so we cannot just believe it want it pray it think about it um uh, write you know our little um what are the vision boards about it we need to get an irl in real life and do something about it. that is your actions that's the same thing that's in the scriptures right faith without works is dead good faith without works is dead or faith without good works is dead you know one one of those three combinations of words <laughs> i just said and i've always believed that you know because uh what is the other saying uh people who tell you who wait actions tell you who someone is words tell you someone they want you to believe they are same thing with mm. words and faith faith because we're in, we're in an age and an era where there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of um ideas that are being spread around and and shared out there um and and it's not unfair to say that people who share ideas are not doing their part and being effective because most certainly people are who are doing that but then that's where i guess i go back to intention right and then I will swing that over to Two River Statement about actions, because ultimately one's actions are exactly going to tell you what one's intentions are versus the words which are there to tell you what they want you to believe. And that, Java, 
which I know I don't got to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways, is boiling all the way back down to one's own sense of discernment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Discernment right now is our most valuable skill. Yeah, man. It's like if that was the weapon that you wanted to like blindfold upside down, learn how to take apart, put together and load and everything, your discernment, that's what you need to do right now because of the amounts of information and misinformation and disinformation, intentional or not, needed or not, it's out there, you know, and um, we are being left to figure that out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, guys. It's not necessarily a bad thing, guys. What it is going to be ultimately is a test of our own personal discernment. Ultimately. Right. And then and learning from uh, the use of it. Like sometimes uh, something that one initially thinks is one thing. And then the mind gets involved and it starts questioning it. And then it starts questioning it and then it is abstracted. And then there's like all these possibilities of that. And a lot of times our initial core, like this about it, it usually ends up like the wisest course, but sometimes we'll go through all this other stuff and fail at the other choices we thought were right. Because the, um, the personality mind kind of gets in there and tries to, Mm-hmm. Like the it, but... or something like that right or like the shadow self that is <laughs> yeah exactly but it's you not go there, that's not uh necessarily fully negative if one can learn from that and be like okay so huh i got this feeling i got this intellect you know this whole whole self uh feeling about this but then I started thinking about this and that really didn't work out right. But I have this feeling about that. You know, it's a way to like uh, hone in on what part of ourself is generating the discernment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's part of the process of honing that ability to really suss something out completely. And the skill, the I say it's a skill because... It definitely needs um, honing and developing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and, something that's developed. Yeah, right. But the more that one works on that, the uh, more solid the foundation of the discernment is, mm-hmm. and and also the more the more rapid the process of it becomes, mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I use that and X amount of times it's actually, it's worked right as I thought it would. You know, that really develops the, uh, that this is where the trust or the, because at that point it's not necessarily just faith in the discernment. It's actually the uh, knowledge that that is working. And that's where you know, that's where it really settles in. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this thing that will always, you know, can rise to other levels of it, but it's worth the work because that's our most valuable tool against millions of input uh, sources all the time. So many, Mm -hmm. 
you know, articles and publications and people saying this and that. And then there's whole spheres of people responding to that. Right. People with react of, on stuff. Yeah, like with all the information, with all the media, with all the headlines, with all of the uh, independent shows that pick it apart. Like all that information is coming at you guys. And then all the platforms that show you all the videos that no one's talking about, all the stuff that you like deep dive into in your own personal time. So much information is why it's so important. So important. Yeah. It's so important to be able to be like, ah, no, that one doesn't hold up. (laughs) And no, that one's, that one is totally way off. (laughs) You know, it's good. And that that barometer of it might be different for everybody. And that's mm-hmm. that's why it's personal discernment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I don't know, like through that ultimately, I think um I think I I honestly believe I mean you know it okay, so Java, like if we're talking about like truth, we're talking about like that level of Acquirement. I think everybody at a very natural, basic DNA, multi-cellular level, that is what we vibe towards, you know? And if we have that discernment, regardless of how individual, how personal, how separate, diverse, whatever it is, we're all going to reach that truth on our own paths just by owning, exercising, developing, refining, retuning that discernment, 100%. And that will take us all to where we want to be, whatever level at that that B is, right? Like we're all going to we're all going to reach the same plateau, platoon, performance planet whatever, you know, and we'll all be there doing the things that we want to do the way we want to do it, the way that it should be for humanity, the way that it should be for conscience, free thinking, uh, you know, free, uh, free spirited human beings. And I used to be was a free moral free agents, you know, who have self-determination. Right. And the right to that, whatever that is that we determine for ourselves to be. We'll all be able to be there if we all exercise, refine, retune. And, and work on that. And whatever road we individually take to get there, we will get there together. And that's a very boiled down, simplistic, maybe not even, maybe convoluted way. <laughs> well, and the, kind of what's uh, going my head right now. <laughs> no, but that's so true. And those, that getting, like making that happen will be, well, it could be a natural flowing process mm-hmm. and a mutually supportive process mm-hmm. because the more discernment that people utilize, the more that those discernments kind of uh, resonate with each other yeah. into a more objective truth, you know? And, and, and it's as truth and love, right? That's where everything's going to go towards 
ultimately, you know, and, and I know, like, for example, like, you know, when I was in college and Donnie Darko came out and that lady was like, it's fear or love. There's nothing else on the board. You have to decide. And Donnie Darko was like, but that's just so simple. Life is so much more complicated. You know, I agreed with him in college. Now I'm like, no, it's true. It's either, <laughs> it's either fear or love. Like literally it's either fear or love. What are you going to choose? Lower or liar, lighter, higher, higher, lower, lighter, or darker. What is your, those are like the base foundations, you know? Right. The and complication. I feel like, I feel, I feel, I'm just going to say like, I feel like, I feel like refining one's discernment will only take you to truth, which is only going to take you to love and light, which is only, that is God. That is who we are, that's who a part, who's who we are a part of, right? That's who we are in the image of. And that is the source. You know, that's what I feel. If we were to refine our discernment and that we were to own it and hone it and all, all of the above, like just, just exercising that tool that is natural to us that we have been stripped of, forgotten of, robbed of, uh, you know, uh, pineal decalcified of, like all of the above by design, including from the environment to the food, to the, to the, the, the nourishment, to the uh, entertainment, to the education, to the information, to the politics, to the laws, to the distractions, to the propaganda, you know, we could, we could beat past all of that just by refining that and understanding that, you know, and that's another level, an entirely another level, which all leads to love, which all leads to source, mm -hmm. which all leads to God, which means even if that path is different, my path is different from yours, different from Tam Growl's, different from Dixie in the, in the chat room. The point of the matter is our own separate journeys on that refinement will take us to the same point, which ultimately will defeat those whom are trying to bring us down with their negative energy, their negative vibes, and their will against humanity and love and their love of fear and chaos, you know. Exactly. Absolutely. That's 100% right on. Like, And their whole ca the chaos thing is a <sighs> whole intentional meth part of the distraction of this because Dude. like for example you have a baby you try to give them i don't know jello you try to give them like lime jello and they instantly spit it out Pah! i don't like that <laughs> instantly put it in jello you know they their discernment is a hundred percent on point Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> ah, I'm hungry. They don't think about being hungry. They just tell you right away. Mm -hmm. They got to drop one. Those instantly. And, you know, the discernment of their living is completely present and right on point. Boom. It's all. And that's how we naturally are. It's mm -hmm. only through the conditioning and the influence of everything around us at large that's the stuff that this pulls us away from our natural discernment and so the big effort the effort is to overcome that and come back to our natural state that's mm -hmm. the main thing that uh you know in each person and that involves 
like I was like I was saying about releasing and healing certain trauma mm -hmm. because the like sub a lot of trauma we compartmentalize against and mm -hmm. push it off because it's so potent and powerful that we can't deal with it and function and until we find ways to deal with that it's mm -hmm. going to affect us and our ability to be free and happy and um, be able to fully utilize our natural discernment about things mm -hmm. you know that's and some of the stuff besides just mentally and emotionally dealing with trauma a lot of it's stored in our body in our cells and stuff and there's certain things to be done to release <clears throat> the trauma from us ourselves physically because trauma affects us on all those levels and most people don't re even realize that something like that's holding them back for so long no and joke, you know just dealing with that kind of and that's why it's important that um besides doing it on our core directive of that it's to find people that are also going through the process or that are can relate or that can be supportive like the mutually supporting healing trauma is one of the most potent things that we can provide for the awakening populace because the people that a lot of people that have progressed in learning and awakening and doing the discernment work uh, have dealt with a lot of these aspects already or are currently dealing with them. But mm -hmm. a lot of the people that are in the condition of being pushed around by these factions mm -hmm. and manipulated and just completely controlled, um, chances are that they have not dealt like they begin, are, they are begun. in the wilderness. They are in the wilderness. Exactly. And they need... Yeah. They need at this point need assistance in finding the trail again, getting back on the uh, you know the trauma in that aspect is so deep that it's all people live completely reactive at that point. Yeah, you know, you know. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was just gonna say that that happens to a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. live reactively. And I just got to say, I am thankful because now, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, I wasn't 100% sure about this. I knew it was sure for my part and for people I know in my close vicinity, you know, people I'm close to that are awake, who are aware, whether it's on the spiritual or whether it's on the um, geopolitical or whatever, you know, um, that this was... A, a reason to be right when you kind of step back and you ask yourself one of those three big questions right and you find within yourself an understanding of what it is that you are here to do and why mm -hmm. it is that you are here big questions right not everyone can answer those questions for themselves not everyone can even think to ask those questions right you know, but for myself, you know, and for some of the people I know, but a year and a half ago, I, I could, I could scope that down to that limited group. Now, today, past that time, a year and a half later, I can confidently say 
that I genuine be, genuinely believe that a lot of us are here just for that reason, okay? Which mm -hmm. is to provide that helping hand to those who are lost in the wilderness, okay? Exactly. To yep. provide for them an opportunity to not drown in the oncoming onslaught of information that they did not choose to accept and to have the compassion, not just the empathy, but not just, I understand how you feel, but the compassion as well to handle that moment and that situation in a way that they recognize the resonant love with inside you as genuinely wanting to assist your brothers and sisters against this evil uh, whatever force it is, it's negative, whatever it is against that to bring us all up, right? We don't got to tear them down to bring them up. We don't got to tear them down to build them up. They've already been torn down. In fact, guys, they are the cement foundations of what these evil entities have done against us. And that's the only way that the New World Order, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, stand because they have used all of those sleeping people of the world as their foundation strongly. So we don't need to tear them down to build them up. We need to lift them up. We need to help them up, you know? And I really believe Java now, a year and a half on the live scene in front of people, that that's what a lot of us are here for, you know? And, and if, it's, if it's not to run for office or to like get on the media and to like make a big scene and, and to, because I'm coming from genuine places and it's not my business how other people judge my work. And ultimately it's not their business, the work that I do stay in your lane kind of thing. But there is a lot of validity within that notion about there's so many of us, you know, there's so many of us on this planet, so many individual souls. How could anyone say that someone who's not genuinely fighting for that truth and that love and that overall good, you know, how could anyone judge that? You know, there's so many of us and, and there's so many different ways that we can approach it, you know, so many different ways. And it's going to require all of the different ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, yes, sir. Because yes, sir. every require the ones that do it in real life and do the lawsuits and run for office, and it's going to require the ones that have faith and believe, and like you said, pray. It's going to require every aspect of it. Yeah, and all those parts moving concurrently. That's what creates the the landslide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's why there's certain platforms and certain things like for me, for example, uh, the foxhole. A lot of folks that are in the works, like doing things, it's like a space for people for those people to recharge or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing is, like, we're not doing no one is doing this on their own the being the network to help provide the space for people to progress on in their life you know there's a 
support for the people doing that work for people. And it's only getting stronger as more people are, yep. <laughs> you know, waking up. Yep. And it's just, I, I think it had to happen that way. You had some people that, boom, became fully aware a while ago. Mm-hmm. And that group kind of like slowly edged out a little bit more. And then the, it's how any any momentum goes, you know. And it's now we're finally at a place where it's happening faster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just going to continue that way. And thank goodness that we have the ability to recharge in order to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. There was a time, that's what this whole, I think that was part of what this whole lockdown thing was about, was to keep, uh, to isolate and keep people that were helping other people to, uh, you know, progress. It was like keeping them away from being able to do that. It's like isolate everybody to where, the people that were doing certain works felt drained because they weren't able to be around other people that were doing similar Mm -hmm. things to regenerate, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was just made everybody try to feel like they were completely alone. Luckily it backfired. It did. (laughs) It backfired like a motherfucker. Not only could they not shoot up people in schools during the lockdowns, everyone was searching the internet. (laughs) Right, and it really like dug in what like the whole live streaming thing and all Mm -hmm. that really is like, man, it's even more potent platform than it would have happened two years ago. Like, Uh so that's pretty. That's a prime example of how everything is is working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things that they want to happen are backfiring, and I think that they the fact they force everyone to do certain things for the past year and a half or more. Now people are hesitant towards other things happening in the present and future. They're like, well, we're not, we're not doing the monkey pox thing. You can just, uh, you can just another great example, Java. We're not doing the Biden amendments to the IHR 2005, at least until now in November. Because we only knew about that for a month, Java, and they already had to table it at the World Economic <laughs> Forum. Okay, they we have to keep to the it. pressure on, exactly. you know, and they, and they that uh, disinformation governance board. Although we've heard st- talks about the um, new person they really want to put in place, but the program itself is a, officially a still on pause, even though they're trying to threaten us with a potential new dude. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to fail even worse than janky bitch. Yeah, no and, doubt. Uh, because they said it was going to come back, right? Well, we'll have to dig it. Because I, I believe, Java, that it was specifically our segment on how Jankowitz was a man that brought her down. Okay, that was it. <laughs> like, that that 10-minute segment that me and you did about how it's a man, they're like, oh, fuck, they figured it out. And they're like, pull, pull, pull her, pull Jankowitz. <laughs> Uh, it's like the uh, the big exactly. hook, the gong show hook. Oh, get him off stage! It was me and you, Java. We brought that bitch down. I'm telling you. <laughs> the See, only and, why. 
stuff's you guys happening. You know they're not being stupid, right? Anyways, okay, so <laughs> it's happening faster and faster, and it, like mm-hmm. I just see more backfires. Some of it looks kind of intense, you know, like the whole <laughs> stuff this past week with oh, all of a sudden there's all this gun control legislation and shit, and it's like no, no, nah, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna do this, dude. I, I was realized this is probably what like free speech and freedom of existing and everything is very crucial. But our, our Second Amendment thing is really, really crucial. If they mm-hmm. are successful, it's one of the last things prohibiting the entire takeover. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are we not the only country with that provision? Like, I can't think of any other country that says, well, I know that I know that President Bolsonaro of Brazil in his term was making it uh, making uh, purchasing weapons more readily available to the people of Brazil. But I don't know that there was something that said you cannot take our guns away. I don't think he's having to fight it back, like walk it back. You know what I mean? But other than Brazil, I don't I don't personally don't know of any other country that's like that Java. Yeah, like most weapons are pretty much black market in a lot of places. Gone, so it's right? like Gone. we are the last bastion of holding this down. If that gets messed with, the WHO can just. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. horrible because yeah. who are they to come up with any part of the decision making process? Yeah, who are they indeed? And um... I mean, Bill Gates has got so much. Hormone blockers going on in his brain. In his own brain, right? Not to mention his former husband's brain. Um, You know, Java, on that note, we can take this to (laughs) some other levels. Um, We're going to take a real quick break, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get back into our final segment for tonight. You're hanging out with me and Java post-party for Save America Rally, Casper, Wyoming. Uh, Maybe we should just rehash some of the finer points. I missed a lot of them. From this <laughs> rally. I mean, the ones you missed were a lot of repeats. They're, they're repeats. Uh, besides calling LeBron James a woman, right? Okay, that's that's the <laughs> highlight of this rally, maybe. <laughs> that was a good one. He did it endorse was, somebody. He endorsed uh, that lady. Was it Harriet Hagman? Harriet. I, I, I actually tuned in when she got on stage. Like, that's how late. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just I'll say this last time I'm going to say it. You know, my family was like, well, I was supposed to go to a doctor's appointment with my sister. My sister canceled the appointment to have lunch with my family, which is my mother and my brother, her and myself. And uh, well, I mean, take us to a very nice Mexican restaurant with really good sangria margaritas and you know an hour turns to four so anyways okay with that said java and everyone in the audience thanks again for hanging out with me in java in this post save america rally for president trump and casper wyoming we're gonna take a really quick break and we're gonna come back with our final segment for tonight no telling what we're gonna get to but probably maybe rehash some of the points of the um rally at least the ones you know and the ones i know and uh, we'll take it from there java (laughs) what do you say all right let's do it (laughs) All right, we'll see y'all in a minute, folks.
What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com. That's www.thecreport.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Hill.net. Probably 10 yards long. Now, this question is on uh, COVID. I think you're going to have a big surprise, a beautiful surprise, sooner than anybody would think. Uh, But the answer is... That said, Linda. Hi, Linda. I have a question for you. What do you think is your greatest accomplishment in your eyes? American people that two large steps constitutes a run? 
the perfect person. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the that. ramp. Yes, you know, you see President Trump faces his own challenges just like we do. <laughs> forget Durham, forget uh, Zelensky. It's all about that ramp, okay? <laughs> see, that was a good use of autotune. It was beautiful, and that's the video that I like. It's very animated. <laughs> It was great. It's good. I lo- I don't know. I know. I I know. Inevitably, the person who made that, um, I, I guess you would call it a music video meme, right? Or maybe it's just another version of Weird Al Yankovic. But I know they are ultimately not complimenting the president. But I love it, and we're going to use it against them. <laughs> maybe it should be called a memesical. A memesical. Or you might have just created a brand new genre. Mr. Java, or at least named it, right? Uh, real quick, I wanted to thank Slug Trail for gifting the cookie. Along about more than 30 minutes ago, people can ignore reality, but they can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. Tell that oh. to the sociopaths. <laughs> and uh, Dixie also tossed a cookie this way, as well as Tam Grell. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> I love it when people toss their cookies, you know, just make sure you got your vomit bags. Right. Anyways, <laughs> good stuff uh, there. Good stuff. There. Late night at the, on sixth street. <laughs> oh man. I miss those days, but do I No, Just kidding. I don't think so. <laughs> do I really? No, I, I don't know. think so. <laughs> Some people say I'm crazy for wanting to go back to Austin. I totally understand their perspective. Doesn't mean I respect it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Dude. I'm just trying to hold down some positive light here exactly hello don't you understand i'm on a mission that's why i got to go back to austin why do you think i was there for 10 years right i mean that's why i've been here that's why i've been here 14 be same thing it's like because you think some of these people understand that you would think but one thing that that when we went to that uh american freedom tour thing what helped was that seeing all those people there Made me feel like okay, it's not just me and Austin that's like thinks this way or feels this way, you know. Uh, And I gotta say though, like, and this is not a negative review, ladies and gentlemen. And and actually, I can use three examples: two from the American Freedom Tour and one from tonight. Um, twice, twice at the American Freedom Tour, um, Caucasian males of a certain age decided that it was okay in their moral compass to cut in front of me in line. Okay. (laughs) And the first one didn't even acknowledge it. You know, the first one, you know, Java, you remember when I met you, like when, when I was like, Hey Java. And like, I told my sister, I was like, I see Java when we were driving up. And like, she was like, okay, but like, you know, like (laughs) you need to get in line. And I was like, and, and true, true, true to that statement. The line was like, past the building it was a damn long line it was a long line it was but guess what by the time i had said hello to you and we had gotten in our place in line the end of the line was where you were (laughs) and the guy who cut in front of me was about i don't know i was about five to six people from the end of the line and this guy was he just stood there and he looked at me and i was like oh hi how are you 
I thought maybe he was with the people in front of us. As we moved down the line, I found out he knew nobody. And I'm like, there were six people behind us. Like, what would it have taken for you to have just gotten in line where you belong, you know, and just nothing, no kind of regard. Now the second Caucasian male of a certain age and by certain age, I mean, they were, they looked over 50, right? Um, He, we were having a conversation while we were standing in line to get food in that very, very dismal and, and, and. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. The food line like that. That that was the worst total failure of management and a bomb of uh strategy and uh <laughs> it's like okay they could have made a lot um, of money they could have so made a lot of gonna money gonna be like eight thousand people there yeah. let's, let's put one what? food truck there and then have a little thing with a cooler that's what it was that's what it was out of the cooler or a mm-hmm. let's let's let's, let's, let's have one room. food available besides the cooler and let's, let's have 8,000 people stand in line for that the, yeah let's draw them a clear picture java 8,000 people one pizza truck one four foot cooler of sandwiches and salads four individual coolers of sodas waters and soft drinks and a stand of coffee and then uh baskets on the way to pay with with chips and candy 8,000 people, and that's all they had. And the guy was like, oh. And and after this quote-unquote lunch break, he was this guy was like, on stage, oh. The guy throws throws the American Freedom Tours. Did you guys enjoy lunch? I hope he read them correctly. Nobody (laughs) applauded. Nobody Said, I would have been all, it sucked if I hadn't been in line for an hour. <laughs> dude, I was ready. I was, I was, I think I was like, my hands were ready to boo, but I was like, oh eh. my goodness, dude. And so that's what that's I'm saying. Horrible. Like, I had those two Caucasian guys. And what was the third one? Oh, today, I don't even remember why I'm telling this story, but the point of the matter is that while we were sitting at the restaurant, why was I telling the story, Java? I feel like I shouldn't even be making a racially like epithet. <laughs> Never mind, ladies and gentlemen, let's go change. The t- no, no, no. I had a table over that was like sneering at me and my family. And I don't know if it was because we were being louder than Caucasians or if it was because <laughs> they just don't like loud people. Right. And then I said Trump. <laughs> and then I realized what neighborhood I was in. And this is all the Karen, the progressive domestic. <laughs> And my brother was like, you shouldn't have said that. Snowflake, <laughs> Snowflake District. Exactly, I think. <laughs> Anyways. So the point of all those was originally that uh, there's people that are <laughs> supposedly, you know, getting into parts of, you know, mm-hmm. awakening type information or the movement or whatever. But aren't really fully cognizant of they're not of their surroundings or the or themselves, and no. so it can cause a slight disturbance. But one has to look at those. Yes. The, like the two guys that jumped in front of me in line. Oh, by the way, the second guy that jumped in front of me in line, we were having a conversation, and he said, "Did I cut in front of you?" And I said, "No, by all means, go ahead." So that one was okay. The first one, no. <laughs> 
it's like, oh, I'm I'm totally here for this. This oh, event. No, uh, you're just here to get in front. You didn't want to talk oh. to me. Oh, but then he said to me, he was like, so how long have you lived in Austin? Now, Java, I know I was <laughs> dressed like a blooming liberal when President Trump said, they will sneak into here and steal your cameras. I know he gave me the side eye. You know, <laughs> he would have done the same to you with your uh, your dreadlocks if you'd been in the front row. With <laughs> oh, hell no. I had a people in there high-fiving me and shit. That's badass. Everyone was like, oh, so you're from Austin, huh? Are you gay? Oh, oh, wait. Are you really a Trump supporter? Are you really a – are you an infiltrator? No, just kidding. <laughs> Actually, no. The, those vibes I got in D.C., like mm. I got those vibes in DC in Austin. I didn't actually, I did not get those vibes at all, except from the one man that cut in front of me and then asked me how long I lived in Austin. I was like, well, actually I'm from San Antonio, but I did live in Austin for 10 years. And he was like, Oh, I could tell <laughs> you saw my outfit anyways. So <laughs> I was just uh, very pleased that, that a was such a thing happened in Austin because mm-hmm. Being here, especially the past five, six years, mm-hmm. had more of the tech industry instilled itself into the the stratus of the town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Okay, so you know, for example, I'm a musician, and Austin supposedly is a live music town. <laughs> Now, because of only during uh, South by Southwest, no, just kidding. Right. Otherwise, (laughs) like these condos of the condos started coming when the tech people came, and Mm. they the condos are moving into areas where there's live music, and then complaining about the live music. Talk about you talking about Mohawk or what? No, just kidding. Getting people to (laughs) shut everything down. It's too loud. And it's like you moved here because it was a, a hip music town and now you're screwing over the music sounds like californians to me (laughs) and that's just an example of uh of the town altering and being more snowflakey oh you're playing music and it's 9 (laughs) p.m yes yes yeah this is 100 percent true ladies and gentlemen we've both lived through this (laughs) so i was very thankful that uh there was an event like this where mm-hmm. there was a lot of like-minded individuals in the same Dude. place. That that room just kept filling and filling and filling and filling until the end. And I was like, because, you know, when we first got there, we, me and Java were there. I mean, Java was there before me at like seven something in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. When we first got there, I was like, okay, I see. I see. It was not what I was expecting it, especially based on the seating diagram. I was expecting yeah. my level to be like four levels back. And that would have just meant like the wasteland for your level, honestly, if I'm being. <laughs> I mean, they were, that's what I thought. I thought I was going to have to have to rely fully on the uh, like large video screens. Yeah. But. It was not stadium seating. It was all flat, yeah, like that's straight. That's what just you, totally broke my perception of that seating chart. It was dude, shaped like style like, seating, <laughs> staggered seating, right? So that you don't have someone else's six foot head in front of you. <laughs> but it was just straight flat, like you're in a school cafeteria. And mm-hmm. 
straight out, just, it, like, just like the, the people, double down, or just like the, people the, uh, the front Patriots voice thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And the people in the front, well, the the group before the front was five thousand bucks a seat. For dude, that. that's what I'm saying. Though, and dude. then in the very very front. It had a question mark pretty much on it. You have to call to find out to spend. Now, let, let me tell you why I was flabbergasted and totally blessed. Because we picked the seating position about two to three sections down from you, okay? And if the seating chart had been the way that it was on the website, we would have been, we would have been behind all of those people. But the seating position that we chose took us to the very front, but on the side. Mm. And all of those people who paid thousands of dollars and unknown amounts were corralled in the middle, which I get it because you want a center seat. That's the best seat in the house. Well, not for that price. You know, if I if we had paid any more than that and we had been behind four sections of thousands of dollars of people, we would not have been able to have seen anything. Where we got our seats for the price that we paid, it took us right to the front, just at the side. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to be this close to the president. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I cannot believe I am this close to Donald Trump. Like, he is literally, like, within 20 feet of me or 30 feet of me. Like, I could have just hopped over the rail and then, like, took four big strides hopped over that rail and hopped on the stage and there he was like right there and i was just like oh my god and then i was like java you should have come down <laughs> i mean it the thing was, was i could have technically i could have technically walked down the side aisle mm-hmm. pretty much because all there's the way to bathroom the front. right there and then yeah, i'm going to the bathroom <laughs> Right, right up front, but <laughs> I had an empty wheelchair right next to me. You could have taken job. <laughs> I just had to like walk with a lamp up there, like Ugh. it was incredible. Like from being the first time I saw Trump was in Washington D.C. on January sixth, and I was in the ellipse, but I was not in the ellipse. There was no way I was going to get as close as I got in Austin. No way. Those were all bought out, assigned, reserved, whatever, right? For all the uh, infiltrators. Anyways, not all of them, some of them. And um, I, but you know, that wasn't my mission anyways, when I was there in January, I was there to just broadcast live this event, not even knowing that we, there were operatives in the crowds who had Wi-Fi jammers, right? Like when I, when the president, when president Trump was live during that time before everyone headed to um, the Capitol, like I was filming him and some guy, and I didn't even, I didn't even snap to it. But in retrospect, when I think about it, some guy in khaki pants with a backpack and a hoodie and all that stuff was like, are you recording and broadcasting live right now? And I was like, no, I'm just recording it. And he's like, oh, okay. I didn't even think that this guy probably has a Wi-Fi jammer on his back in his bag. Right. And he's wondering how I'm doing this, you know, because that shit's real, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it's very real. That There was an entire operation for that so that this way you could not broadcast live outside of... And, and just ask the Q&A holes. You know, like, that's the team that I was working with when I was there in D.C. And I was live with Mr. W the entire time. We did, like, an eight or nine hour um, a live stream of the entire event, you know? And it broke off, it broke on, it broke off, it broke on. And I don't have any of that footage 
It's not mine to claim, even though I was there. And, you know, but like the whole, the point of the matter is that even then, even, even on that historical moment in Austin, it was just, it was an amazing thing, you know? And then I think I was commenting to you, commenting to you before we went on air, like, it's so cool that we got to hear this in person. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like the, the great old hits, you know? <laughs> the Trump classics. <laughs> the Trump classics plus a little bit of Operation Warp Speed. No, I think that was mm -hmm. us, not him today. But anyways, no, but, you know, I didn't even get to, like, if I'm being totally honest, I, I jumped in right when Harry Hageman was invited on stage during his portion and then I, I witnessed him just trashing LeBron James. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, okay, President Trump, you want to call him your woman, you go ahead and do that or whatever. But like, <laughs> it was interesting. And that was different, at least for me. But the, the prior to that, I didn't, I didn't get to tune in. Uh, I was setting up and all that good stuff. Which is why I'm so happy you, Java, and everyone else is hanging out right now. This is the post the post Save America rally party or whatever. <laughs> the you first know, he, did, of, he did a lot of good. Uh, um, he did that whole because part of the the thing is to do the comparisons. And mm -hmm. uh, but I, I really actually understood the psychology behind it this time, though. Mm -hmm. It's like for f five years or more, if you have 95 percent negative press, blasting 24 7 during an act during an entire presidency you kind of like deserve to have some bragging rights about well no just it wasn't totally messed up when i was president mm -hmm. and you see that that's going on that's totally messed up mm -hmm. that wasn't happening when i was doing it you know yeah I was yeah like, I, like, okay, like i think like, like I think, like Two Rivers had mentioned in the chat that he threw out Robbie Mook's name, right? Didn't go into Durham, 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 but he was like, Robbie Mook said that Hillary Clinton approved it, you know? And I'm like, okay, you know, that's a new spin. Maybe it's not dug out, but maybe it doesn't need to be. Maybe enough people are following it, right? Right, exactly. That's like the hit. He throws out some of those <laughs> uh, lesser mainstream media ones just for some of the heads, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's like how you throw a, a the super B side of some, you know, some album like mm -hmm. the new release and like the seventh song, uh, you know, that's on the second side is. Oh. <laughs> you, you know, the B sides out. are usually the best, right? I mean, let me tell you about the Cures B sides. Let me tell you about Susie and the Banshees B sides. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Oh, so, oh, so freaking fruitful and plentiful and satisfying. So just imagine Donald Trump's B sides. <laughs> so he throws in some of those nuggets for the people that are like his his hardcore uh, crew or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Just like we learned about magnet ships and how they don't know how to build them when he was in Austin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes from here. You know, Java, we still have the entire Pennsylvania situation, uh, but, but, uh, but Trump said tonight that like, but he would say this, but he did say that Oz was basically the winner. Right. I don't know what that's going to reveal. I don't know where that's going to go, Java. I'm just going to leave that in good faith, honestly. At this point, I'm going to leave it at good faith. At this point, it's like I'm 
skeptical, but I'm going to. You know, I, I really hope for feel the best. I'm going to hope for the best. Yeah. You know, and if, if there is really something to be found, the people of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth are already working for election integrity and exposing the fraud. You know, they already are. It's the legislature that's stymieing that. You know, it's right. not the people. The pe people of Pennsylvania want it. Although I don't know why all of them were cheering for Hannity, I will admit. Okay. <laughs> but they are working yeah. for election integrity. They are working towards expose the fraud. They've been one of the most active states and or commonwealths, whichever. I mean, they are a commonwealth, whatever. So we'll call them that. You know, they have been one of the most active um, in, in pursuing that and in, in getting people to rally to it, signatures, understanding it. So the disconnect is with their elected officials, not their representatives. You know, Jake Corman right. is not a representative of them at all. He is an official. Doug Mastriano he is a representative because he represents the will of his constituents, right? And as it should be. But the rest right. of these, uh, the rest of these Yahoo rhinos and the rest of these communists, no, they do not represent the will of their constituents. They do not represent what they desire of their own self-governance. And so that's why I say the people of Pennsylvania, they are working for it, but it's stymied, stifled, and shut down by their legislators. Take your notes, people. Like, we're at this point right now where as much as a division as it might outwardly appear to be, it's not a division. It is an acknowledgement and a recognition that our Republican Conservative Party is controlled and is inhabited by rhinos from Capitol Hill to the State House. Okay, and if that's not to say that we're going to separate from the Republican Party, that's not to say that we're going to just like cut them off. What it is to say is that we're going to either hold them accountable, and we're going to acknowledge what they've done. We're going to let them know that we know what they've done and that they will not be able to do it again. No hate, no no negative feelings. If you don't want to go there, you can if you want. Just, you know, keep your guns in their freaking, you know, <laughs> in their saddles. But that they need to know that we are at this point right now. Okay, we're at this point right now where we need to let the Republican Party know that we see them, okay? I've talked to you about Mastriano. No, I've talked to you about Corman, okay? I've talked to you about Voss. I've talked to you about Kemp and Raffensperger. And you know what? Even if I did not talk to you about these guys or you didn't hear me, I know you know about them. I know you know the story. I know you've read the headlines. I know you have listened to whatever your favorite podcast or live stream is that shares the same information. So you understand we cannot let them just get away with it anymore. Unless we know there's no, unless we can't, it's just, it's done. They need to know that we know. Okay. doesn't got to be violent. doesn't got to be angry. It's but like it needs being, to be uh, defined. being lovingly fed up uh -huh. as a way of putting it. Like, yeah. I would Not, say we are we are lovingly fed up because we haven't brought the hammer down on them yet, right? <laughs> now we need to give them. I mean, it might be hammer time. It is hammer time. Bust out your hammer pants. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we are at that point, guys. Like, because Donald Donald Trump did a better job than anyone in history in attempting to and making leeway on restoring our republic 
but not just that, but also restoring the People's Party, which was the Republican Party, which is the party of law and order. No one else has done what he's done to try and restore that. So this way it's just not thrown to the wayside as part of the uniparty or a chopped off wing of the same bird, right? Which is what it is. And you guys know, if you were hanging out with us on Friday here at the Sea Report, we read this article by Ida Auken, the uh, environmental czar of Denmark, who said, um, we cannot figure out where the concentration camps, the work camps, and the uh, re-education camps are because the Republican Democrat Party or the, no, it was the Republican Democrat um, Agreement Party moves those camps around, which means according to this perpetrator worker uh, for 2030 agenda in the World Economic Forum, acknowledged in her own writing that the Republican and the Democrat Party, the two major parties of this country, are part of the same scheme and they have been fooling us from the jump, okay? So we need to take those blinders off, right? We are not servile horses that are just drawing the carriage of the New World Order forward down the street. They, we need to take them off, guys. They need to come off. Does that mean that we're going to separate, sever the head of the Republican Party tomorrow? No, but it's going to start by letting them know that we see them. And at this point, we're looking at, I would say, Java, to be conservative, 90 to 95% of all elected representatives from Capitol Hill to every single state house in all of these uh, states in this union are all rhinos. They're all working for them. They're all subservient by them. They're all placed by them and they need to go every single one of them. And let me make this a little bit more simple. Okay. What I'm saying could happen tomorrow. What I'm saying right now, we need to get rid of all of them. Like, if you really wanted to throw all of them out, America, everyone in this audience and everyone who catches this broadcast in a replay, if you really wanted to get rid of every single rhino and every single Democrat right now, today, Occam's razor, the simplest path is the best path, is the easiest path. Not a single machine was certified for the 2020 elections. It's in the books. It's been known for over a year and a half. All it has taken is for someone to act on it legally and bring it to the courts so that they can bring it forward. That's the easiest way. We didn't have to do a forensic audit. We didn't have to do any type of investigation. We didn't have to do none of that. All we had to say was, you know what, America, you know what, federal government, this elections assistant commissions that you certified by the 2000 HABA Act um, to make elections easier. If you just followed those rules and you just knew that you just knew that these uh, these these uh, voter testing lab systems were not certified, not a single one is certified. You can go look at the certification. I've talked about this for over a year and the Gateway Pundit finally, someone finally published a series of articles on it so that you could see that this shit is real. That's all we had to do. That's all mm -hmm. we had to do is just say, hey, government, they weren't certified. That means every single election prior to 2018 reverts back to 2016. Every office is vacated. All of them are gone. It's the easiest way to get rid of every single one of these rhinos, every single one of these progressive Democrat self-avowed socialist communists, and they're gone. They're done. And all they need, Java, all they need, the audience, is someone like you 
to stand in in that city council position, to stand in in that judge position, to stand in in that mayor position, to stand in in that secretary of state position, to stand in in that state senator, to stand in for that state, that you that uh, federal senator or Republican, I mean, sorry, or congressman, they need stand-ins until they run another election to vote people in. That's all it requires. That's all we need. And it's all done. It's all, it's taken care of. We go back to 2016 standards. They take out every rhino. They take out every communist. They need stand-ins until they push new elections and we're done. That's all we need. That's the simplest way there. It's the simplest way there. It's it's even more simple than saying that none of those children were real and they died when you can just go back and find out how that kid got all that money to buy those guns. Period. Mm-hmm. And who gave them to him? Tam Girl he- says amen to term limits. <laughs> Tam Growl. <laughs> you ain't listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is more than term limits, guys. What everything I just said, if you got term limits out of that, I just did not do my job. I quit. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just invalidate all the machines. That's it. Uh, it's, it's what it would do. It, that is what it would do. None of them were certified, right? We covered it about two or three episodes ago where the Gateway Pundit finally published the story which has been known in some circles, including mine, for over a year, you know, but it is what it is, right? Mm. The way I look at it, Java is this way. We didn't act on the non-certification of these machines because moving forward, we need to know every single nook and cranny detail aspect and web thread that these people use to commit fraud. Because if we don't identify it now, we will not be able to identify it in the future when they try and do it again. So that for me is my Garland Favorito moment. You know, that for me is my silver lining when I say, well, no one in America wanted to act on the uh, non-certification of these machines, even though they're against the machines. Right. Well, at least we found out every almost. I mean, dude, like it's we're talking like. 12 to 24 different ways that they committed fraud and we can identify each. Well, I can identify each and every single one because I covered it here on the C report, you know, and, and spell it out for the audience. You know, I mean, obviously everyone else can identify some aspects of it, but that, I mean, we're talking like so many different ways that they committed fraud and it could be as little as kicking out conservative vote poll watchers to putting up pizza boards to block them to ballot trafficking to having a printer service for Arizona and Georgia that prints ballots, mails out the ballots for all of them to Texas having pre-printed registration ballots for illegal citizens. I mean, uh, to uh, to Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Wondra Shamos pulling out buckets and quadruple mm-hmm. stuffing. All of that's like, what that's really like, what did I list? Like six or seven different ways that they committed fraud. And that's not even all of them. And you know? off a flash drive. <laughs> Handing off the flash drives. drives. The, the, we, we didn't even, I didn't even mention the Dominion machines, right? Like <laughs> reprinting re- in the print, like reprinting, putting in the um exactly the thing in Georgia. And like, how is it that we know all of this, but general America does not know it? You know the answer, Java. Everyone in the audience knows the answer to that question. So what I'm saying is that 
now that we learned all their methods, or at least a large portion of them, we have, we have that that needs to be expressed to the populace. And it's breaking out slowly. And we can have the the whole decertif- the uncertification of the machines part done as well. That's, we learn it and we can go get our uh, gear here's, here, and reverse it. <laughs> here's my purview, okay? And um, let me just say, okay, let me just say, you know, here's my purview. I mean, because I lay out strategy. I don't care if I have other content creators lurking in here talking about it like they made it up themselves, you know. I saw those shifty eyes, but I've seen it. Anyways, so um, my purview has been this. We have, uh, oh, okay, take, for example, Maria Zach. You know her, right? Have you heard about Maria Zach? The Italy gate thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's the one that has evidence and documentation about international interference into our elections. Italy, the Vatican, China. Okay. Now we know through all of these investigations that the Dominion machines are hackable. They have been like the golden goblet of everything. Like you cannot touch these machines. Like every judge, every um, legislative body has held Dominion up to such a high standard. But at the same time, Dominion has never proven that they cannot be hacked. Okay, so it's all in good faith for Dominion, right? And then we have these other elements happening at the very base level, which is the ballot trafficking, the ballot harvesting, the uh, ballot dumps, the uh, the utilization of national agencies like the Election Registration Information Center, ERIC, which provides digital accounts for all of these ballots that they dump. So they're valid both in the digital count and in the physical count. Okay, across all of the states. And, and that's on top of what uh, rogue postmen who are throwing away thousands or hundreds of like military votes. Uh, that's on top of like what people who are, again, ballot trafficking, like all of these different schemes, you know. So we have all of this body of work put together. We what we need is someone who can put all of this information together and take it to a judge, mm-hmm. because the only way that this is going to move forward is if. Someone puts it in, just think about Durham, right? Everyone knew that Durham goes back to Clinton and Obama. But you know what? Now that it's in the body of jurisdiction, it's 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 official, it's in the books, it's part of the public record, it's historical, and there's no denying it. Even if the media wants to ignore it, even if they don't want to acknowledge it, even if they want to lie about it. You know what? They can't lie about it anymore because they did for the last five or six years. So now they're being forced to fess up, Okay. Same thing with this jurisdiction of the of the voting fraud, right? Someone has to bring all of that together. Someone who has uh, what what is the word? You have uh, um, not relevance. You have not jurisdiction. You have standing, right? Like like they said, you didn't have standing to Trump over Texas versus Pennsylvania, or you didn't have standing to Pennsylvania, Texas, and all of the other states that wanted to sue Pennsylvania. Like we had no standing, you know, which is another technical thing ultimately. But ultimately what has transpired is between states like Georgia and the work of Garland Favorito, which most of it is documented, but it's been this Mr. Thrown Out. 
Michigan and Antrim County, which has a lot of a deep dive into a lot of the different factors and was a full forensic, as limited as it was, to Arizona and Maricopa County, to Colorado, where they totally exposed um, Dominion voting, um, culpability, uh, insecurity, And also manipulation of data and erasure of data, which they already broke so many laws there. Jenna Griswold, I don't understand, but I understand how she's not in jail because she is the one who sent out those orders down to Otero County, New Mexico, which has the exact same machines that they used in Michigan and in Colorado. And they have the exact orders from their secretary of state who broke the law by telling their county clerks to erase the data. Okay. And and take that to like New Hampshire, you know, people have forgotten about New Hampshire and, and how they had a forensic audit over there too. And they found a lot of wrongdoing, but that was all rolled up by one Harry Hursty, whom I know you guys have heard me talk about before. Um, and, and, you know, and then we'll, we'll go to Michigan who had a canvas of their legislative's historical vote. They did a canvas of their elected officials' historical vote. And in that canvas, they found that their, lawmakers' votes had been manipulated for at least the last five to six years, including the governor who voted independent three years and then it was switched in another historical vote to Democrat or something like that. Like, what is up with that, you know? And why would that happen? Someone has to bring all of that together, you know? Someone has to bring all that together. The Sea Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the sea report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to 4.99 per month to 9.99 per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the sea report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash the sea report and thanks y'all and it, they already denigrated uh the send sydney powell's and the um <laughs> giuliano and everybody that was uh giuliani i mean yeah. like all these people that were bringing Lindell, Sidney Powell, Lindell. and um, Giuliani specifically, right, as the ones who stood in during the hearings, you know, that's what I'm talking about, Java, specifically, is that there, uh, there are five individual separate reports that between the five of them corroborate that Dominion has no case against Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, and Rudy Giuliani. They have no case because each of those five different reports verify independently that the machines are hackable. According to two of them, the Colorado and the Wisconsin report, there are 36 different 
entry points for Wi-Fi on those machines, okay? According to the Antrim County and the Otero, New Mexico reports, you know, these machines can be manipulated off-site and uh, um, away from being um, attached to those machines. What, what is it called? There's, there's an R word for that. Um, um, they can be remotely accessed and manipulated. Okay, according to those two reports. Now, those reports I just mentioned, including Tina Peters, which proved, again, the hackability and the manip manipulative insecurity of those machines stand on their own. And then the, the cherry on top that everyone should consider is that there was a report that was drawn up that was paid for by the Democrats in 2016. Okay. And they hired a professor by the name of J. Alex Helderman from Michigan State, Michigan University, to do an investigation and audit on the machines. Okay. And he released a report that showed that these machines were not secure and should not be trusted for elections. The judge in Georgia. It was Stanky Abrams is the one who paid for this report in 2016. So the judge in Georgia put a seal on J. Alex Helderman's report because the report showed beyond a shadow of a doubt that these machines were hackable and insecure mm -hmm. and should not be trusted to run elections. And the Democrats got afraid because if this report was released, and this was their smoking gun against Donald Trump in 2020, if they had not pulled off the greatest theft and coup of elections ever. If, if COVID-19 never happened and Trump was in office in 2020, this was their smoking gun. They were going to release the J. Alex Helderman report to show that Trump's to show that the machines were hackable. And so it was not reliable to trust that Trump won the vote. That was their smoking gun, along with not funding the EAC so that this way they could not do their job and they could say, oh, well, none of your machines were certified in 2020. Trump, do you see how we're going to turn their script on them? They planned for those machines not to be certified so that if Trump took 2020, they could say those machines weren't certified, which means right. none of this is valid. Okay. And then J. Alex Helderman's report shows that, oh, you know what? These machines are hackable. So that means Trump didn't win. It was Russia. That was all of that lead up, guys. That was all of that lead up. And that was their mark. Okay. We can use it against them now. We can use the EAC mm -hmm. against them and we can use J. Alex Helderman's report against them. It's still under seal. The J. Alex Helderman is still under seal. It was paid for by Democrats. It was their opposition research for Trump in 2020 that they were going to bust out if he took it. We can use it against them. All of those aspects. And it looks like I'm frozen on freaking Foxhole. Let me see what's going on over there. <laughs> They're like, shut up, Mr. C. You're... I don't know what else to say about that. It looks like they totally knocked me out, Java. Hold on. If you have any thoughts, please feel free while I figure out what's going on. <laughs> well, also, what they did for the um, the populace was they initially <laughs> every in all the different states, like all the affidavits that were signed, all the cases no about fraud were just denied by all the judges they had in place. Why would over a thousand people lie and 
risk going to jail, right? <laughs> right. And so they not only do they have the media gaslight everybody, but then they they have these judges just drop everything. So every every turn, every possible thought of advancement of the truth of the matter got squashed. Even so, the pop the mo, the general populace was like, "Man, the court's not even gonna gonna like look at this." Well, it's gotta be just nothing, you know. It's gotta be bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you know, Java, like just in line with that, like every time from. November 4th, 2020, until today, there is a directive. And I don't know this to be a fact, but based on every single article I read, there is a directive, okay? There's only one way that it can be uniform across the board is that someone is telling you this is what you have to do. It's a directive. And that directive says, if you're going to publish a piece on the 2020 elections, you have to include the following. There is no fraud that has ever been found. Donald Trump has the big lie about fraud and maybe throw in something about right-wingers or conspiracy theorists just to season the article, period. And, th- and then you double down with adding all the uh, social media platforms yep. that would drop your videos, cancel your channel, censor you, block your account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you talked about it, did I tell you I just had one of my oldest YouTube accounts blocked? Mm-hmm. Like they just totally nuked it, Java, like 2007 or eight, and had nothing to do with politics. It had a personal blog where I might have said some things, but they were there for over a year or two. And I had all of this other stuff, and they just nuked it. I'm sorry I'm making it personal, but I see. <laughs> But it's an example. They did that across the board. Uh, that's how bad they want to squash it. And so what Thank this you, did... Elon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. What this has caused, though, is that um, now that as audits are being done and facts are coming out, it makes it that much more difficult to get people to accept the facts that have yeah. come out. Because they've been told all this time, they've it's been discredited, and as of yet, in the meet, the people are raised to just believe uh, the mockingbird media. Yeah, and so that's what we're dealing with with that. But now the thing is that so many facts about it are coming out, and so many all the ways, like we were saying, are being shown mm-hmm. that pretty soon. It'll be insurmountable, uh, the amount of information that proves it. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at, Java. I'm like, what story or what sequence of events is going to expose beyond a shadow of a doubt the media to the general public where they can literally say the conspiracy theorists are right the whole time? You know, what is it going to be? I was like, maybe it's going to be COVID. I guess not. Maybe it's going to be Ukraine. I guess not. But I do acknowledge that both of those events definitely move that perception or that Overton window forward because they cannot ignore that people are dropping dead and getting uh, reinfected with COVID after they took three vaccinations. And that, you know, they they, they know people who have lost life. They can't ignore it. 
they cannot ignore that now they feel weird in their own body and they don't feel like they used to feel after they took two shots and a booster and they don't know why all of a sudden they have heart palpitations or why they, if they feel like, I don't know, how are they feel after they exert themselves like certain amount, but they know they feel it. They still can't acknowledge it, you know, and, and they know about Ukraine. Oh, we need to support Ukraine. But you know what? I loved Vice Magazine. I remember them saying something about Nazis over there. So who's telling the truth here? You know, neither of those hit the target, but I think they did move the window over. So I, I am just saying what event is going right. to happen. I don't think it has to be a death defying event. I don't think it has to be a near death experience. Honestly, I don't. I think it just needs to be something so obvious that they can no longer ignore it. And I'm like, what is it going to be? Because it well, wasn't called so, Ukraine and I was banking on that. Right. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is that it's going to take all of us pointing out all the inconsistencies which each narrative they bring. Share the get, show, guys. To, to get people to uh, start realizing that, you know, such and such is going on. We have to keep pointing it out. So then they realize, like, a big one, it's backfired because they did the same, the same, they used the same handbook. Uh, for yeah. monkeypox, and like it's yeah. fucking just f- failed they use because the they same. used it, they just used this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, do they think that now people are gonna, but now because they did it again and it happens to like have all these ties of Wuhan and all the shit, they yeah, were the they fucked up with that one. And they're like, oh, monkeypox, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait a minute, monkeypox was from Wuhan, Wuhan also. So disconnected, like they are so disconnected from reality. And that's what is, it's not, it's not aggravating. It's just, it's, it's flabbergasting that these people are so (laughs) disconnected from us. And I'm not even mad at us for not being like, and like storming the castle or being like, you know, the citizens of Denmark or France or something, you know. I'm not. I'm so proud that we as Americans who have a Second Amendment right that is still fully utilized have not abused it. I'm so proud of us for that. But at the same time, they're really pushing our buttons, you know. (laughs) But you know what? We have so much temperance. We have so much... I don't know. I don't know what it is about us that we we have the ability to pull the trigger, but we haven't, you know. I just, I just love us for not, for not just going out or, or just succumbing to, you know, some like infiltrator, live streamer, influencer. That's like, let's go shoot up everybody, right? Like, let's be like General Vallely, right? Let's infiltrate the Tea Party and let's, let's have a violent revolution, is what this man said that everyone loves, right? Everyone's like, we love General Vallely, right? Like, 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 uh, uh, Pete Santilli's like, oh, General Vallely, I've had you on my show six times because I honor you. But this man was like, I am all for leading a violent revolution with the Tea Party against this government and performing a coup against them. And I'm like, that's what they want. And that's why the Tea Party is discredited, Pete Santilli, you know. And I'm just saying the name now because that's the show I saw it on. He's got like six interviews with this general who is a psychological operations manager from the 1980s who worked with Michael Aquino, a Satanist, who also was part of the, who also trained the uh, the, the free rebels in Syria for regime change against um, uh, President uh, uh, Bashir Assad, right? Did I say that mm-hmm. name? 
You know, Assad, he yeah. was the man. He was the man. General Vallely, who Pete Santilli sucks his dick, was like doing all of this shit that's against America and is for regime change and working with the CIA and everybody. But somehow he missed that detail and just puts him up. Sorry, Java. I'm not trying to put you into this, but like. This is the research that I do, and I just don't understand how people who come from Alex Jones's uh, loincloth, oh, wait, maybe that's the reason why he mm. uh, believes in General Valley because he comes from Alex Jones's loincloth, right, as an operative. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll lose a lot of audiences on that comment. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm speaking my truth based on things that I read, see, and observe. And I'm not trying to be sensationalist and I'm not trying to be clickbait because obviously that's not going to be in the title of today's show. Today's show is going to be, you know, post party with Java for the Save America rally. It's not going to be like Pete Santilli sucks General Valley's dick. Right. You know, it's not going to be that. You know, it's not going to be that kind of clickbait. So I'm just being honest. Like, this is what I see. This is what I observe. This is the knowledge I've learned. And I don't understand why people like him are not telling his audience that information period right because they don't want they want to is withholding information is still guiding people in a specific direction you're right and i'm not saying that he is part of an operation but what i am saying is operations as such do exist to take you right to the gate but never let you in right and to make you complacent and to make you complicit and 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 to make you violent they are they these operations exist today i don't know who they are all i know is individuals who share information that there's counter information that they also don't share right and they want to use pizza silly would be the fifth person i've named okay mm -hmm. and the fourth one doesn't even count because that's an obvious loser that shouldn't even be there and no one should follow this person oh wait but there's another one i haven't named who cues the canned laughter to make his disingenuous fake laughs believable but i'm not going to name that one anyways sorry java <laughs> i don't want to drag you into this quagmire i'm just speaking my truths based on my gut based on everything i've read and known to be true that i've fact checked and, and i don't say fact check like fact check i mean like i've read the source material versus other people's research and I don't understand how they missed this information and they did not share this information with their audience. Okay. Well, I'm saying they didn't miss the information. They chose not to share that information. And that's, that's what I don't want to say, because if I say they chose not to share it, Java, then I am calling them a direct operative of mis or disinformation. I don't know why, and I don't know to what uh, ends, but that would be who they are. And I'm trying not to go there. And it's not my, that's not why I'm here. You know, I'm not an investigative journalist. All I do is share information. That's all I do. I don't influence it. I just share it, but I can't help it. When I see these people saying this shit to their audience without giving them the other side of the coin and then running with it like it's truth. Like you should trust General Vallely, who is one of the formative figures in military psychological operations and wrote a booklet on the next step of mind warfare. And your... then they join the Tea Party and make them violent. And then they talk about Q and that totally discredits all of that. And they just want people to follow them around. I'm like, they're operatives. They're being instilled in every different segment in the last two decades or more. 
when when patriots rise up they they insert him into their group and he totally discredits it i mean that's what that's what their operation is is to discredit and anything that they see as a threat thank you for saying that because i can't i can just tell you my speculations i can't say this is their job this is that's that's why they infiltrate because it's a -hmm. a discredit because that's how like i've said it before with uh mr jones uh is that he didn't i don't know if he started out this way but this is how it's ended up but uh 1999 96 actually now it's like he'll say a lot of salient points and Part and everyone's like, of, Jones was right. And I'm like, of course oh, he's right. Compassion. And he'll throw in some stuff on top of it to totally dis to take that whole issue and discredit the whole issue. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole operation. Exactly. You build up a bunch but of he truth, was right. And then you he's throw right. a bunch of shit on top of the truth <laughs> to just I'm discredit. like, throw your pride aside. And just realize that this man, you, I listened to Alex Jones from 2006 until he got censored. That's almost a decade that I was there every day with this man. Maybe that's why I sound scorned. Okay. (laughs) But right. Like you bitch. No, just kidding. No, but like, seriously, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) How dare you, Alex? I thought I was your side piece, not the rest of America. Screw your wife, right? You know, I should live in the same city as you. No, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have to be able to outgrow. And well, no, no. Let's start with this. We have to first be able to recognize, discern, okay? And and then we can outgrow it or we can learn more from what that which we have known i i learned so much and this is this is why i think everyone hangs on to alex is because he opened everyone's eyes but the truth of the matter is that the deep state globalist new world order nazi world order illuminati needed someone to be that voice so that this way everyone who followed him would be controlled by him whom they control Okay, who else in this industry of truth and alternative and independent media has such an impact or historical pathway as Alex Jones? Who else? Name me one person more still alive, still active with a huge broadcasting platform and network that can do what Alex Jones does. Nobody. There's not one single person in the game who's as big or as banned as Alex Jones. Fuck Nick Fuentes, okay? The point of the matter that no one can see through that bullshit, right? You got a scrawny little boy, right? Who, 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 the only reason why Nick Fuentes needs to exist is not to push white racism and white genocide occurs. No, the left needs Nick Fuentes, okay? The progressives need Nick Fuentes. The Democrats need Nick Fuentes, Okay, the communists need Nick Fuentes so that this way when they have some white asshole 
who is all strung up on their MK Ultra, shoot up people and they plant a manifesto that's fake on him. They can say, but look, there is a segment of America first patriots who follow this Nick Fuentes guy. Apparently it's thousands of them. Okay, apparently. And his last name is fucking Fuentes. He's not even white. Why is, and that's the thing that is the, the, that in regards to this Java, I'm going to break this down right now. In regards to this and that situation, I don't get how people don't understand the operation, right? You have a Hispanic white boy representing white racism for patriotic American conservatives with thousands of people following him. He already took out Wendy Rogers. She got censored because of his shit, okay? And then you have him pushing other people like Stu Peters and their Venom Water. And and how can people not see that this is an operation? What I think happened was Nick Fuentes honestly got into America first and maybe someone paid him off. And they were like, look, we we're paying you. If any of you listen to any of his programs or broadcasts, they're bullshit. Like they're so bullshit. He's like, well, you know, Tucker Carlson probably doesn't listen to my show, but let me tell you why I think he's wrong. But total respect to Tucker Carlson. I'm like, he doesn't even listen to Nick Fuentes. Like his, it's just, it's a waste of time. It's a and it's 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 so transparent and obnoxious. I don't understand why he's still on the air, but I get it, right? How can someone who's done a five-year show, who is like twenty-four years old, have a festival with Stu Peters, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Wendy Rogers, and like? Dozens of other big name patriots and Alex Jones can't even do that. And you know, he's raking in millions of dollars. Okay. Like seriously operation who is paying Nick Fuentes, this mm -hmm. fake white. And he, all he is there is to be a placeholder for uh, the left to attack conservatives because he is a white nationalist who believes in white genocide. And I'm not saying white genocide isn't real. Look at South Africa, right? Look at what's happening down there. They're killing the farmers who are white. Okay. That is real, but that's not the point. The point of the matter is in this operation to discredit and to demonize patriots, conservatives, and individuals who are America first and who want a restoration of this Republic. Nick Fuentes is there as a placeholder for the left to use him and his movement to demonize all of us. Okay, exactly. it's so transparent. Yeah. This guy should not even be on the air anymore. He should not even have a show. Everyone should just totally t about face on this dude because it is that transparent. He is not even, why didn't they at least change his name to like Nick English sounding word? Smith. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's still going by Fuentes with the fake like porno mustache nowadays. And like, what the hell? Like this guy's, he's not even white. And yet he's going to lead every one of them as a Judas goat. He's going to lead everyone in his audience. And there's thousands of them. And mind you, he's on a platform called Cozy TV. What is Cozy, right? Cozy's comfy, right? We're just going to sit back and watch and not do anything. You're just going to listen to Nick Fuentes and not engage in in real life shit. You're going to be complicit because you have Nick Fuentes fighting for you because you're nice and comfy in your bunker in Cozy TV. Do you get what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? It's all an operation. It's all an operation. Wake up. It's here now. Period. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole point is that I killed my career. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Flatline. 
No, but we're we're flatlining at Mr. C channel, ladies and gentlemen. He's just going off the air, right? It's like <laughs> the ghosts of the machine. They're like, "Fuck you, Mr. C." No, just kidding. Like, the ghosts and Casper. Uh, people don't see it. I don't understand it, Java. I just it's because of what I'm talking about with the technology that they're they've been trained to believe what they see and and the voices that speak at them people are trained to just oh that must be real or what you know that we we haven't the awakening of the fact that this is a type of operation has not hit the same level of awakening in the populace that like uh the the disney thing happened like that that was you know it reached a climax of where it washed over to where like average people that haven't looked into a lot of stuff understand what's going on. And it hasn't reached that point yet with this type of psychological operation on everybody. It's, but it will levels deep, right? You know? Yeah. It's uh, that's way, like I'm saying, people are still realizing their own uh, levels of trauma and whatnot, and not uh, <clears throat> don't even have the space the, the to external, even, right? Yeah, don't even have yeah, the space to, to cogitate. They're, they're, they that are they so, type of manipulation. They are so injured, maligned, and hurt by what they've experienced when they come across something that seems like hope. They latch onto it. Exactly. And then it is that discernment is so important, you know, venom in the water, you know, like just to say, just to say, Nick Fuentes. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm right. done. That's the last time I'm going to say his name. Okay. That's the last mm-hmm. time I'm going to say Nick Fuentes' name, even though I think he's. Oh, you just said it again. Ah, bitch. But, uh... <laughs> that bitch is gay. <laughs> he's 100% homosexual. I guarantee it. I'll take that to Vegas. I'm not saying he is, so he can't sue me for defamation, but I'm saying I believe he is. <laughs> Allegedly. I'm not saying I know for a fact, and he is, and defining him for the sake of defamation <laughs> lawsuits, but I am saying in my gut, that's what, you know, you know what he said? He was all, I don't, I don't, I don't have sex with women. Having sex with women is gay. <laughs> no, let's just leave it Seriously? there. No, 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 no serious right like a drag queen i know posted a video an article about him saying i am straighter than the straight man because i don't have sex with women because having sex with women is gay <laughs> he's gay like he you know he's gay he's 100 percent homosexual he's on my team and i don't i would still kick him off you know like <laughs> He just, you know, what's going to happen when all the videos come out? I don't know. I mean, I asked the same question about myself, but it's that's why I don't run for office. So, anyways, he's anyway, gonna get I mean, he's gonna get Madison Cawthorned. Oh, <laughs> where's my leave Madison um, um, meme alone? No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know what? You know, for the sake of my audience, no comment. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Java, let's jive off of that topic. I don't even know how I took us there. Um, but, um, okay, so 
Okay, so maybe, well, we should probably start to wrap. We're over three hours, right? Um, do you have any, like, final conclusive thoughts on anything? I mean, whether it was today's rally or where we're going or yesterday's Trump's NRA speech, which we will be broadcasting here soon just for, you know, our kivial purposes um, or any stories that are on the top of your mind just so we can wrap it up and put a cherry on top? I guess the moral of the story that is honing our discernment skills. Mm -hmm. That's the one of the most, like, I can't emphasize enough how important this is now. It mm -hmm. has been important, but now it's real important because uh, the only way we're going to be as potent uh, in action as we need to be is if the action is totally fully enacted by uh you to, with discernment mm -hmm. like we don't have time anymore to fiddle faddle around with it and we don't java we really don't like we're, yeah. we're at a point where we've never been before and and i don't know if that's just to say this period of history or in the entire of humanity's existence who knows, maybe before the last mud floods and the erasure of, uh, you know, all the classical buildings, maybe we were here before. I mean, I, I believe that there was a technologically, at least one technologically advanced society before ours, you know, but when we're talking oh, yeah. about, when we're talking about the liberty, the freedom, the self-determination of a species versus people who are trying to control it, I don't know if that was going on back in Atlantis or Moo or I mean, whatever. I believe it's, it's always been now. going on, but this one is like the make it or break it one. Like exactly, we have no more time to waste. No, and we don't have time to f go down uh, blind alleys, so to speak. We have no time we to waste talking about Nick Fuentes, guys. Okay, <laughs> we've got to go in the direction and. Uh, not be led astray as much as we can avoid that. Like we mm -hmm. really got to just, and we have to also act. Mm -hmm. We have to keep pushing with our part and um, all of it. Like we need to realize yeah. our part, not stray from it and act and just keep yeah. pushing, put the pressure on even more because the, the cracks in the narrative are happening. Yeah. And, and, and that's why are, it's happening is because we've been acting. Yeah, they sped it. They got sped up, and then we're acting against each move, and it keeps failing. Like now, all these people are aware of the World Economic Forum. We've mm -hmm. been trying to tell people about it for years, yep. but now there people are like, "Wait, what?" Mm -hmm. And it's like it's spilling out. But we have to keep. We have to turn it up. Turn it up even more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way, Job, 100%. You know, uh, and, and like the audience present for sure already has all of that. And the thing is the in real life aspect to whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is, whatever it is in real life outside of being a digital keyboard warrior or whatever, you know, and outside of just sharing the knowledge, you know, um, what we can do in real life. Um, it's interesting because I know that's a theme for a lot of people nowadays, but it's valid and it should be acknowledged even if it is with other intentions. But 
that's what it's going to boil down to at this point, ladies uh -huh. and gentlemen. Yeah, that's what it's going to boil down to, you know, and and also how we handle, respond, and deliver are also all going to be part of that aspect. But that part of this opportunity we should cherish because it's only going to make it's only going to make the um, it's only going to make the the capturing of that prize much more valuable to us and far more sustaining than if we did it any other way, you know? Yeah. And once we're like, once we're through all this, mm -hmm. and we're, you know, on a better, once this is, uh, it's going to take some work, but once this is done, we're going to be very grateful that we did this because, mm -hmm. You know, this is we're talking about for the kids and the future, the kids in the next generation and the generation after that. Like, mm -hmm. we don't want them to be complete slaves to a global system. Mm -hmm. We don't. Well, I don't want to be a slave to any system. So it's like, you know, we have to do this now. This is it. Yeah. If if we were to take it and do like a an opposite type of construction of that um, essay that we shared about 2030 from that um, Denmark environmentalist person, Ida Auken, who says, um, in the future, we have these communities in the forest and we feel for the people in the cities who are beholden to, you know, um, all of these tyrannical laws and, and regulations, you know, we could definitely rewrite our futures different. We could say that in the year 2030, we are a planet of individual but respecting nations who honor their culture, honor their people, honor their own self-determination, and who live peacefully and peaceably with every other nation on this planet, and who share their knowledge and share whatever it is that they want to share. I mean, I could go into wealth, whatever, 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 culture, whatever. But the point of the matter is individual nations who honor and respect their own cultures and other people's cultures based on those nations, because we're diverse, right? You know, you, you can blame it on the Tower of Babel if you want to, but we are a diverse world of individual separate nations and we should respect that. You know, and and I think that if all of us did and there were not some type of scheme behind the scenes for whatever type of agenda, mm -hmm. we never would have seen communist China or North Korea or Nazi Germany or, you know, uh, apartheid in South Africa or even a civil revolution of race in America. We never would have seen it because you know, call me naive or call me optimistic, but I know we as a species are here to live and experience and have that best experience possible, which means that goes out to every single person we engage, that goes out to every single person we come across and to them, to us as well. But other people have hijacked our existence and other people have hijacked our trajectories and influenced us into anxiety and to violence and to whatever other lust, whatever other things, you know, we're, we've all been controlled into this path. Other people understand this about how powerful we are as beings, human or not, but we're human, you know, like other people understand how powerful we are and how powerful what we can do just with our intent, 
ladies and gentlemen. And we can get there. My 2030, we've got self-respecting individual nations who work with each other and honor their culture and share their knowledge and wisdom. Period. Ida Aachen, Egypt, and their resources. Like and their with, resources. within their own nation, like especially in their own nation. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's my and, 2030, you know. That's, that's my one. 2030. I don't need an open borders, but I know that the borders are open because we have peace and love and trust with each other. And those are my open borders, even though they respect every nation's boundaries. And you know what? Maybe one day we won't need those boundaries, but those boundaries for now have been hijacked by the New World Order, Nazi World Order, Illuminati, and we cannot rely on that. We have to diversify in order to separate from their vision of the future, which is ultimately destruction. And it's filled with hate and death and darkness. And that is not the path of us on this planet or this dimension, galaxy, universe. I don't know what else to say, John. And and that's a great (laughs) precipice that we're dealing with is to either as a global populace reclaim our, you know, remove the shackles of a forced Mm-hmm. Uh, destiny, so to speak, upon everybody, and mm-hmm. reclaim our own naturally um, flowing and growing potential that we really have, mm-hmm. and you know, and see where that takes us. We just need to remove the shackles of this. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what I used to say before 2020 Java, when I believed that Trump was going to have a second term. And I believed in his second term, he was going to take down the central banks and he was going to reinstate a, a gold or at least a commodity, commodity based currency and all, all the deregulations, et cetera. You know what I used to say? I used to say to all of my friends and family who would listen to me, we're going to the stars. We're going to we're going to have so much fluid currency and so much fluid wealth. We're not going to know what to do with it. It's going to be like it's going to be like. Futurama, where they have buildings with screens all the way to the top. Like, we're going to have so much wealth, we're not going to know what to do with it. We're going to have gizmos and gadgets because we need to spend this money on something and it's all going to go towards innovation. That's what I used to say. I used to say, we're going to the stars with Donald Trump in a second term. He's going to take us there. You know, that was my belief. And you know what? That is still my belief, Donald Trump or not. We are going to get there. We are going to go to the stars. We're going to return to the source. We're going to return to love. We're going to return to trust. And we're going to break down all of the barriers that these dark hearts have uh, put against us. Hillary Clinton, I know. But like, we're going to knock it out. We're going to knock them out. We're going to surpass them. We're going to transcend them. We're going to whatever you want to call them. We're going to five dimension them. It doesn't matter, but we're going to get there. That is our trajectory right now. If it weren't, we would not be here right now. Yep, and so this part of the this phase of it is overcoming that which stands in our way to mm-hmm. reach that, and that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, and just don't forget, guys, it's not the situation; it's how you handle and respond to it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that, guys. That's so important. And with that said, Java, I think we're done for tonight. <laughs> and oh that's God. a wrap. This was such a great conversation. Thank you, Java. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you, all of you guys, for giving me the grace for not getting here on time for the Trump rally. This was the post-rally party, right? Yeah. Just 
it's just it was just basically a, like a philosophy circle but like <laughs> <laughs> i feel so good i want to go out and conquer the world um all right java do you got anything you want to say before we part any words of wisdom any things to share any things to plug just stay with it everybody we're all here together if we can do this keep at it use discernment let's let's hone it we, mm-hmm. we got this mm-hmm. amazing ladies and gentlemen all i've got to say before we go is yeah we're going to play a few ditties and also that i love you guys and just be safe out there stay blessed and um We'll we'll see you next time. That's all I got. Take care, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Now, Donald Trump is a man who's used to winning, but he categorically did not win the 2020 election. He lost. Joe Biden won. And Trump's been a really, really sore loser ever since. But I'll tell you what I really think. Only a fool. And I guess you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. 100%. I don't mean a little bit. Only a fool. And I guess you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. And you're a fool and you have been studied. Thank you, very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. I don't know if you can leave this on your interview. The show's called Piers Morgan Uncensored. Yeah, I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. We're not going to get into that. Let's finish up the interview. I believe it was a free information and that you lost. You don't know that. That's my belief. Well, then you're a fool. However, then you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. I don't talk about it very much. I do say it was rigged. We won the election by a tremendous margin. We won the election very easily. I won it, and we won it big, and we won it easily. It's been 14 months, and we've not seen this hard evidence of the fraud that you say happened. I have proof, and we have massive proof. Okay, but let me ask All you have question. to do is take a look at the ballot harvesting. Only a fool, and I guess you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. 100%. I don't mean a little bit. Only a fool, and I guess you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. And you're a fool, and you have been studying it. Man, much more honest than you, actually. I don't know if you can leave this on your interview. You know it's called Piers Morgan Uncensored. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. Really? Yeah. We're not going to get into that. Let's finish up the interview. Putin uses the N-word. I call it the N-word. He uses the N-word, the nuclear word, mm. all the time. And everybody's so afraid, so afraid, so afraid. He uses it more and more because they're all stupid. What would you say and do? We have far more than you do, far more powerful than you. You can't use that word ever again. You cannot use the nuclear word ever again. And if you do, we're going to have problems. He said, I have a red button on my desk. I have a red button on my desk too, but it's bigger and stronger than yours. And mine works. Only a fool. And I guess you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. 100%. I don't mean a little bit. Only a fool. And I guess you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. And you're a fool and you have been studying it. Much more honest than you, actually. I don't know if you can leave this on your interview. The show's called Piers Morgan Uncensored. Yeah, I think I'm a very honest man. Much more honest than you, actually. This was a 20-minute interview. Turn the camera off.